Yo, 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 it's your boy Smiles. Welcome to the next episode of Music Impulse. On this episode, we start off with my man Shaw for a very special Music Impulse Shaw versus Smiles special right here. We discuss the Gucci Mane versus Jeezy battle from everything from who we thought won and all the intricacies of their battle from their past beef from the last 20 years. Then it's time to get started on the regular Music Impulse segment. You know, this special episode, I got my girl Alexis for a returning episode. I got my girl Kayla of Dallas Black Bloggers. I got my man Zeus hailing out of St. Louis. I got my man Duran straight out of Cleveland. You know, he a real estate agent down here in Dallas doing big things. Just dropped a, a book for pre-orders. Then I got my man Highway Yellow straight out of Swisher House Camp. You know, he doing big things. So check out the Music Impulse episode right here. And it's about to start right now what up though it's your boy low gross also known as uncle skeeta and you are tuned in to the music impulse what up though smiles holla at me both are atlanta staples one is a trapper turned rapper the other one has ties to a certain affiliation, if you will. I won't call them a gang. I won't call them a mafia. I just call them an affiliation. Both rappers pretty much talk about the same thing. And they both claim to be the kings of Atlanta. This is Shy versus Smiles. Cheesy versus Gucci. Yo, 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 it's your boy Smiles, and we're tuning in to a, a very special episode of the Shy vs. Smiles slash Music Impulse episode. We had to come to y'all for this versus battle episode. How you doing? Boy, I'm good. It felt like, man, that episode, like I said, I had flashbacks. I felt like I was in DGs with, like, stacks of money on the table. And bottles of Ciroc that I wasn't even drinking. And like these young 20-something-year-old women were walking around taking shots. And just like I was literally doing the cook dance in DGs back then. I had I had the I had the uh the employees of the establishment like water whipping. <laughs> That's all that music reminded me. I was like, man, those were good times, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know watching the battle, I definitely was like, man, I wish I was not at work right now. I was like, I'm ready to turn up. I want to wish I was at home. I could be drinking some Ciroc just like, like, well, they ain't wasn't drinking no Ciroc on, on stage, but you know, seeing the Ciroc on stage made me want to be drinking some Ciroc right now. I was like, I'm at work, working, trying to watch the battle and work at the same time <laughs> i got people coming in saying that hey josh so the next I, uh, oh you're doing something i was like yeah i'm kind of trying to watch this this hip-hop shit right now <laughs> one, one of the guys i used to watch sports with he was like did you see that play watching the seahawks and the cardinals game because he was watching on his on on his phone he came we used to talk sports he came he was like did you see that play i was like i'm not even watching the game right now <laughs> he said, like, what are you watching I was like, uh, young Jeezy and Gucci man. He was like, oh yeah, I've like, heard of Jeezy, uh, the Gucci. I was like, I think I've heard of that guy before. <laughs> He's the one dating Gina May, Jeannie May, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's him. 
that's that's him. That's him. All right. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was like guy. He was like, because he he well, he's more of an old school. He was like, I'm I'm old school hip hop. He was like, like a lot of these these guys. He's like, I don't ought to be knowing who who they are. He's like, I'm oh, so he don't know little such and such and all know. Yeah, he was like, for him. Lucky he's you. Like, guys, he's like, I know the names. He's like, but I don't listen to any of these 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 newer dudes. And he's like, I really haven't listened to hip hop like that in years. He's like, if I do, he's like, I'm listening to like old school like NWA, KRS One, and all that stuff. He's like stuff I grew up on. Oh, he missing out on that Pyrex music. That's the stuff. <laughs> he missing out. He missing. He missing out. He missing out on his powder music. <laughs> he missing. Yeah, he missing. You missing out, man. This is the good stuff. Look, you can listen to it. You ain't got to do it. You just got to listen to it. I was like, man, it's a different experience. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. First off, we have to talk about the first thing that happened. They do not realize that we are not young anymore. And I, maybe it was a security thing. I don't know. But it took them forever to get there. It, it felt was, like you was waiting. They, I mean, they act like they was at a club time. for real. Mm-hmm. Super CP time. I was, But I also was saying this also was the quickest versus battle. I was like, yeah, they started an hour late. But they was done in an hour too. I was like, they, I was like, any other battle, it's like, yeah, we're gonna do twenty tracks back to back, and it's gonna take like two and a half hours. We gonna have to log off and log back on and all that bullshit. They're like, no, nah, we just track track. We ain't, we ain't here for all that small talk. Like, you gotta watch these other battles because we really don't like each other. <laughs> oh yeah, they show yeah. Well, like I said, we're gonna talk about that later, but. <laughs> That was the thing that made me laugh, and you didn't even tell me. I'm thinking I'm late because it started at seven. You're like, no, you actually got there at the beginning. You didn't like you didn't tell me I didn't miss anything. <laughs> you did not tell me because I was like, oh man, it was a seven. I didn't get I didn't log into like eight. You're like, yeah, that's when it started at eight o'clock. <laughs> That's yeah, when they I, came in. I even made a a joke on the uh, um on my uh music impulse page. I was like, I was like, we sure they didn't tell us it was eight p.m. Central, not eight p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that's the thing. I was thinking, I was like, it must be. I think it was eight here. Then all of a sudden, I saw the little chart on the versus page. And I was like, oh, I'm late, man. I wasn't late. You were like, no, nah, they just started. Like, you didn't miss a thing. Like, you probably missed like the dial. Like, only thing I missed was the freestyle. That yeah. Gucci did. That's all I miss. And then, like, someone called me and talked to me for like 10, 15 minutes. I was like, oh, sh-. I was like, come on, get off the phone. I'm trying to watch this battle. I was like, oh, the battle still hasn't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also going to say that the freestyle, the round one freestyle, was actually something old someone uh, was telling me. They were like, yeah, that's that's old. He just replaced the words. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's an old GZ disc. He just replaced the words uh, to match the battle. I was like, okay, that's that's creative. I was like, cause I I came, I was like, oh, he hit up with something new, and so, and somebody hit me there uh, with the link to the original version. I was like, oh, this is some old. He just replaced the words. <laughs> but yeah, GZ hit us with Gucci versus GZ. But yeah, uh, who's that? GZ hit us with the Trapper Die intro. Then Trapper Die. Mm-hmm. Which you can never go wrong. 
but okay what was the highlight to you because i know what the highlight was to me like we're gonna go like don't worry ladies and gentlemen we are going to go through the list of songs but i need to know what was the highlight for you i got mine oh because i really did feel like i was in the club <laughs> I felt like I was getting ready to look. I was packing up my stuff, getting ready to leave. Like I was really there. Like, oh, yeah, we gotta go, man. Say, man, what the quiet, man? What quiet? <laughs> it was. It was only one highlight. It's like it, it, it was the climax of the battle when he played the truth. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was like that. that nah, was- I really was looking around. I was like, say, man, put a car around, bro. We gotta go. <laughs> Why they finna start shooting, bro? We gotta go. <laughs> yeah, because that that's when I thought I was like, oh, this battle is about to be over. Some shit yeah, like I was down. on Northwest Highway. Some dudes pushed each other. All of a sudden I heard some yelling. And I was getting ready to run up out of my own house. I was scared. I was at flashbacks. <laughs> I did not like that. But yeah. like I said, also, a debate. It, it, I was gonna say it also was that was the moment that a lot of people have talked about because i was just about to say because uh, uh, the approach uh also kind of shameless plug y'all tune into the inaudible ruckus podcast episode me low and erase speaking about it, it was like how we who had about, a like, debate the, 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 the approach yeah like the different <laughs> mentalities of like yo maybe gucci should uh take take his uh apology man fuck that he maybe he, he shouldn't so it was like that moment was what kind of just sparked a, a lot of conversation between a lot of people. Cause you know, at first I, I was towards him. Yeah. Come on, Gooch. Come on. He trying to be a man. He said it's been 20 years, but then it's having like a, having a child. But then when you, when you talk to other people uh, who like kind of grew up in like more of the hood and, and are like more fans of Gucci and they're like, no, nah, you got to understand that street mentality. It was like, yeah, we grown men, but, it's still fuck that nigga because that nigga tried to kill me. So I was like, oh yeah, you kind of forget that part. That yeah, we may be grown men. Which, so I really just came to the point. I was like, yes, we can be grown men. We can uh, we can agree to disagree. Like yeah, we agree that these little young niggas we trying to do this to show these young niggas they need to stop all that beefing and shit. But what we disagree is, me and you still ain't about to be cool. <laughs> Yeah, we, like, we, we agree to squash this. Like, I ain't about to be throwing shots at you. You ain't about to be throwing shots at me. But we ain't about to be friends. We ain't about to be cool. But like, hey, like you're like, no, like we just ain't about to be doing all that dumb shit no more. Like, we can be done with that. But we still ain't cool because at the end of the day, you tried to get me killed, even if you did it on purpose or not. <laughs> Niggas that associated with you tried to kill me. Oh man, so we not getting uh, Keisha Kior. And uh, Jeannie Mae together at a kitchen island laughing over some international coffee. We never gonna get no, that picture. No, oh. no oh. not 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 anytime soon. Oh, that's sad. If, if anything, it might be uh, Keisha Kiara like probably like uh, punching Jeannie Mae while pregnant or something. <laughs> I was like, I, I can see Keisha doing that. Like, I don't care, bitch. I don't care if I'm pregnant. I'm, I will beat your ass i was like shit oh because she love us some gucci you yeah you can mm-hmm. she love us some gucci she gonna defend that man to the day she died man she was like i held him down while he was in jail say ladies take note to that i'm right there in your right there in your docket for the ones who don't do it for the ones who who are like who are down like that i appreciate you uh where your friends at that are like that holla at me <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, she, she she held him down when he when he was bad. So when he came came back looking all mean and and so she was like, "Ooh, damn! This is this is my man." He came out. And this is the thing and, that's funny about all of this. Yeah, Gucci came back different, but in the verses he said, "No, I'm still from East Atlanta. <laughs> I'm still from East Atlanta. I still talk about bricks. I know how all of this started." I know y'all didn't come in for the, just. I know y'all didn't come in for so icy and didn't come back till I start doing songs with Drake. I know y'all followed the whole journey. So I was like, "Yeah, Radrick, mm. I was riding with you, man, the whole time he was in prison." <laughs> That's what I talked about too. I was like, "Man, Gucci, the only person I know for a fact did a whole mixtape series with three different DJs." Mm-hmm. I was like, "That Cold War series." The names still still make me laugh. Um, what was it? Great Burton, uh, Brusha. Oh yeah, I, I heard. I remember him, Brusha. Uh, I forgot that. What was the American one? Because I probably only heard like a handful of his mix. Because I'm like, he just dropped so much music. It's like, I don't like you enough, Gucci, to hear all this shit. Because don't about it. It was it was some tracks. I was like, I've never heard this before. It right, but I've never heard this before. I've heard, I heard all of them, and I I could have told you what mixtape it was from. I was because again, you know, as we say pretty much in every episode, we're gonna keep saying it. Um, Josh is from the three three zero Akron. Oh, no, just, I heard his music. I just like this nigga. Nigga, but, like, this is this sounds trash. I just thought no, nah, I'm but yeah, I doubt you were hearing it like you were like it was here. Oh no, when you have friends like Smitty and Kendrick and <laughs> niggas, they play they playing out with this other stuff, man. Oh yeah, Smitty, Smitty and Kendrick are like they love the southern shit. They they would be like, You hear this? I'm not gonna listen to this. <laughs> For me, a Gucci mixtape depended on like what features I saw. I'm like, oh okay, I want to hear this feature. So like, okay, like uh the 3D movie one. I forgot what was on. I think it was like a ludicrous feature or something on there. And I was like, that was the only reason I checked it out. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I was like, other than that, most Gucci mix, I'm like, I'm not hearing this bullshit. I don't, I don't like this nigga. But I love like the Roger Davis album. I, lo- I love that. I was like, okay, this is nice. Say versus Roger Davis. Davis. Yeah. Yep. I was I like, like nice, polished. I probably heard more OJ the. Around that time, I probably heard more OJ the Juice Man tracks than I did Gucci tracks back back then. Because I heard OJ the Juice Man's album. I was Culinary like, Art School, whipping mm-hmm. out of Yola. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, yeah. and the only reason I liked that was, again, because of Kendrick, because I went down to Cincinnati to visit them for a weekend. And the one album he played the whole weekend was uh, OJ the Juice Man's album. I probably heard that album probably 10 times in that one weekend. So by the time I went went back home, home come Monday, like uh, 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 you just listen to culinary, you just kept saying culinary art school with Fernando Yola. I was like, I came in Friday, like I don't want to. He had the best ad libs for a while. Yep, I can I came in Friday, like I don't want to hear this bullshit. Left Monday, like uh, yeah, he was dancing to culinary art school. <laughs> culinary art school. I was like, to go hard. Damn. Nah, that's probably the most underrated time was when Gooch and Juice were really out here. 
Man. That's a very underrated time. But yeah, like Gucci, Gucci reminded us that he still he's like, oh y'all just see me smiling with my wife and everything. Then the verses he said, oh no, I'm still crazy. <laughs> I'm still crazy. Just so y'all know, still a psycho. And I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah, because uh, I got uh, scared when he took his coat off. Because he mentioned it in, in his new book. It was like, yeah, I'm I maybe like uh I maybe have changed uh, like I've like far as like outside and like a little bit of my mentality has, has gotten better. Like I can't be too on that hood shit and that street shit, but at the end of the day, I'm still on that shit because yeah, yeah, he yeah, he reminded us. Yeah, because it's like if y'all niggas don't want to accept me, I'm gonna just be the same, the same way. Like y'all niggas won't let me be mainstream, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my same mentality. I'm, I'm gonna be on this shit. Cause my my my, I was un- like I said, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was, it, it gave me flashbacks to when people would be like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Meet me outside." I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, no, we gotta get out of here." <laughs> and uh, then they had an after party. Yeah, I was shocked at that. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then I saw the clips, and I was like, "Oh, nobody in mass." I was like, "Oh, I just felt uncomfortable," and I was like, "Oh, just this is." I was like, "But for some reason, Atlanta don't got Corona. For some reason, nobody in Atlanta gets Corona. The niggas that have gotten it, they don't say nothing. Like two chains. He was like, "Yeah, I had Corona at the beginning of it." Niggas like Kevin Hart, like, "Yeah, I had Corona too at the beginning of it." A lot of these niggas, they they didn't have Corona or they got Corona. They just ain't saying shit. But y'all in these clubs and shit, it's like, oh, y'all making me mad, uncomfortable, and oh, I don't want to be around you because you in a club with fifty million niggas. Yeah, it didn't make no sense. I but shout out to uh Timbo and Swizzy for saying we had nothing to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, "Mm -mm." that was all compound. Uh, we did not <laughs> advocate for no after party. If we was in charge, everybody would have been at home by now. Yeah, but, like, but, but I was like, first of all, I was looking at them like, first of all, this is Atlanta. Second of all, they were already at Magic City. Did you really think it was gonna stop there? Mm-hmm. No, it was, the night was gonna keep going. Nobody's gonna, like, oh, well, it's time to go home. That's not how they get down in Atlanta. Shoot, that's not even how they get down here. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, so that's just that's just hey. Cause I know if we if we have- should know he from the south, he should know. It was like, yeah, you know, after after the party's the after party. We go, we're gonna keep going. So yeah, because best believe if we would have had two big artists from Dallas, it would have been a versus battle here already. Oh man, I would have probably been quarantined with like in my room by now. I would have because I would have been up in that thing. But uh, MC Shaw versus Lil Smiles versus Battle, and they would have been. I'm like, hey, after party at so and so. Nah, we would have been at DGs. I'm like, after party at Opera or something like that. They're like, what? (laughs) They're like, y'all go keep going. We go keep going. What you mean? Mm -hmm. Nobody would have went home till five o'clock and been sitting there like. I think I may have COVID. Like, I think that's everybody would have woke up. I think I might have it now. Yeah, because uh, salt. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, because I watched Jeezy did um Hot 97 and Breakfast Club. And when they were asking about it, 
people was like, hey, he was like, as far as my mentality and everything about everything that happened, he was like, I really can't give a, a full review and answer. He was like, because I haven't been to sleep yet. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was like, like, oh. He's like, I gotta re he's like, I still gotta replay all the shit in my mind he's like, before I can give like a, a real evaluation on how I feel about how the battle and everything went. He's like, cause everything's just still fresh in my mind. He's like, so I don't want to say nothing and it come off the wrong way or it don't really be that way. So he was like, nah. But nah, good, but nah. Um Jay was real diplomatic. I'll put it like that. And like, like I said. The old Gucci came out. And that's excuse me. That's my um impression of that. I was just like, wow. Mm -hmm. That was like my highlight. That was definitely my highlight. But yeah, let's run through the list for everybody who may or may not have seen it. Of like you said, the freestyle was not necessarily a freestyle, it was originally a diss. Again, it started off with Trapper Die, then he actually, you know, the intro. Then Gucci played bench warmers, and then we went to the actual Trapper Die song. So when it like since number one was just blah, we're gonna start from two. So how do you rate two Trapper Die and bench warmers? Um, I'm good because oh, I'm good because overall I said Jeezy fourteen, Gucci five. And a tie for lose my mind versus heavy. So um I gotta go through all my, my tweets because I, I tweeted each each round. Uh, mm. round two. What did I say? Round two, yep, I gave that to Jeezy. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. Dang, okay, so before we go through this whole list, I'm curious of the five. So when he did Go Crazy and Bricks, who did you give it to? Um, I definitely gave it to Gucci for Bricks. I was like, nah. What what round was that? Um, it was like round nine. That was like nine. Uh, round nine. What did that say? Yeah, I need to see your oh, five, oh, man, because oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, said, nah, yeah, I said, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of hits. Yeah, I said round nine. Yeah, I said, yeah, I said, yeah, round nine, I'm going to give it to uh, Gucci and Bricks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about these five now. I was like, nah, he played a lot of... When he, <laughs> when he, played, when he played Truth, he, he, he won. <laughs> he, he won, look, he, he won the war. <laughs> he didn't win that battle, but he won the war. <laughs> Cause yeah, he like set that. up there. Woo. Yeah, cause I, I gave that one to G, uh, to to Jeezy. I was like, uh, I was like, Jeezy just wins this all off of the speech. But like I said, I like this is all pre stuff. I before I like really evaluate. I'm like, man, uh, he's like, get your mind right. Nah, truth won <laughs> on that on that one. Truth won. He played get your mind right. Nope, nope. <laughs> I said I didn't like how Jeezy responded to that for one reason. The song choice at the end, I sat there and was like, "So that's how you came back after after the truth? No, <laughs> no." He he raised that it it kind of reminded him of like uh wrestling because the way he led right after the speech led into the song, he said, "What what term did he said from wrestling? He said a bait or something with a B." 
Um, he's like, he kind of just like the fact that he used the speech to lead right into the song, which made it kind of seem kind of pre-prepared. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get a speech, and the speech gonna lead me right into, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try to guess your five. I'm gonna try to guess your five, just to just to speed this along for the people at home, because I don't think y'all want us to go through fifty songs. So I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna speed this on. Okay, steady mobbing, tricks, so icy, which they both did at the end, lemonade. And hmm, make the trap say a. Um, let's see what was it? I could, cause I, I never heard make the trap say. So I, I gave I gave him the versus freestyle. Okay. I gave him wasted. Okay. I gave him bricks. Okay. Uh, photo shoot. Okay. Okay. And um what was the other one? Mm, photo uh, photo shoot wasted. Yeah, photo shoot wasted versus freestyle bricks and what was the other one I gave him? Uh uh, hold on, let me see. Round, let's see. I'm just run, run through it real quick. Round three, I gave Jeezy. Uh, round four, Jeezy. Round five, Jeezy. Round six, Jeezy. Uh, round seven, Jeezy. Round eight, Jeezy. Round nine, Gucci. Round ten, Jeezy. Eleven, Jeezy. Uh, 12 was the tie. Uh, I'm about to say, uh, like, oh, steady mobbing and oh, round 13. Um, what, uh, street niggas. I, even though I had never heard of street niggas, I was like, I'm not a big fan of Way Too Gone. So I was like, I gave that to, to Gucci for the street niggas track, even though I had never heard of it before. That's a good song. Uh, I like this song. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm, I was never been a, a big fan of Way Too Gone unless I was already gone. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I was like, but as a as a song, I was like, I've never been a big fan of that one. So yeah, that was that was the fifth one. I gave it, I gave them to Street Niggas. Oh, okay. Cause that was the thing. That was the thing for me was pretty much like I liked G like with Steady Mobbing and They Know, I was like, that was kind of hard. That was like a tie for me too. For one reason. Gucci went hard on Steady Mobbing. Yeah, he did. And they know the remake. Jeezy's part is so memorable. Like, if you don't know that, if you don't know his verse, I was like, you probably don't know Southern hip hop. That that's putting a lot on it, but it's the truth. Because hop up at that pretty mother, like hello, 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 hello. ladies, how you doing? Like you just remember that. Don't say nothing to him. Like you just like if if they put a if they said 
uh that old saying of if someone put a gun in your head and you had to um recite a Jeezy verse, that would probably be the one I go to because I remember that right off the top of my head. <laughs> like that day, no, he went hard. On that. I was like, oh man, okay. So yeah, I had that was a tie for me because I was just like, nah, y'all both did those features and y'all both went in to where that y'all like you guys were memorable. Like Steady Mobbing, it's funny because I thought that was a Gucci Mane song. Mm. I'm like, that's a Wayne song, but Gucci went so hard. I was like, no, that's a Gucci Mane song now. (laughs) So, but yeah, like pretty much when he played Seen It All, because he didn't really go, I mean, he didn't really go in his J-bag. Like when he played Go Crazy, I had to to give it um, to Gucci for both because I would have loved if he played a little bit of um, Jay's part, but then it's like it was revealed, which most of us already know. If you're music heads like me and Josh, um, Gucci owns his music, mm-hmm. so I'm sure he didn't even give us a little snippet of when Hove was on Go Crazy, which is my favorite version of the song. Yeah, and then I didn't, I didn't like that Gucci played that. That slow Drake record. I was like, ah, the I was like, ah, you did the freestyle. You did the one with the free, where you freestyled it. I was like, ah, you could have chose a different Drake record. I was like, yeah, no, nah, that ain't hitting. That's, that's because, yeah, he picked, like, he didn't really go in his bag. I really feel like Gucci really didn't go in his bag. Like, he just, like, he really, like, he was talking about, man, you agree, man. We said we're going to keep it street, man. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yeah, you play a whole bunch of mixtape stuff that you really had to be a fan of Gucci to know. Yeah, and then um, I found I found a, a lot of his selection came from the fact that they told him he couldn't use any mixtape shit, which is why he dropped the mixtape at mid, midnight with the collection of stuff because they told him ahead of the battle no mixtape shit. I was like, oh, okay. So if he could have really, if he would have could have really gone into his mixtape bag. He could have did a whole, a whole lot more. It would have been oh, like this uh, like I, I said it wrong, but yeah, if he could have won in his mixtape bag, Gucci, Gucci would have had a way better fighting chance. Yeah, because they said they said because uh, the battle was so late, it was uh, a lot of it had to do with clearances. So a lot of stuff he probably really really wanted to play is like the time time wise is like it's gonna take too long to try to clear it and get on these streaming sites. Um, by Friday, uh, and all that. So I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So I feel like if he would have had more time, if it, if we would have said the battle was coming, like when they first announced Jeezy versus Ti, and he had more time to clear all the shit he really wanted to play, he would have played a whole lot more shit. But I was like, since what they announced, what four or five days before? Because <laughs> I mean, like he could have played stuff like Freaky Girl and stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, I was, yeah, I was mad he didn't play Freaker. I was like, doom, 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 doom. yeah, like he could have played stuff like that. But again, that people who don't know, that's that's mixtape stuff. Freaky Girl was not an actual like album record per se. I was like, I was like yeah, that that remix with Luda and Kim. <laughs> yeah, like that was. Right not... on Yeah, I, I, I got it. Inches, 
How do you how do you remember uh Lil' Kim's part? <laughs> okay. She did go, she did go in. I'll give it to her. But yeah, um, yeah, because certain things it was like, yeah, he didn't play this, yeah, he didn't play that. Oh man, he could have played this. Like I really sat there and I was like, he just playing off the few albums he got. And I was like, if he got to go into his mixtape bag, oh, it he would have had a better fighting chance for sure. I believe because he would have played stuff like you would have been like, dang, I forgot he did this because most of his classics are not albums. Yep. See, that's the thing that kind of like sucked because, you know, for the clearances or whatever was, of course, Jesus was going to win. Most of his stuff is on his albums. Of course, um, what was it? Universal. Who was he, signed? Who was he with? Universal, right? Uh, Atlanta. I mean, Atlantic. Atlantic? Yeah. Thank you. That's why you're the music man. Um, yeah, they're pretty much going to say, yeah, go ahead. Use whatever you need. You know, we've, we've got paid off those albums. You, you know, we, we gave you your percentage. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do. But Gucci was my, like, man, most of my stuff on the mixtape, man. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta play steady mobbing (laughs) with a goon to a goblin and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, dang. So, oh, also one music tidbit that for folks that don't know, the whole beef started over a song that initially is neither one of Jeezy or Gucci song. It's actually Boo's song of Boo and Gotti. Most folks don't know. That the song is initially Boo's song. <laughs> yeah. He featured them on the song, but the song got so popping that they they both wanted it on their albums. And it was arguing over whose album was gonna go on. Jeezy was like, Hey, I'm the bigger artist. I just got signed to Def Jam. Go on my album. Gooch was like, Hey, you know, I want it on my album. So that was where the whole argument came from. And then the fact I guess. Gucci tried to do, Gucci did a show and we wanted to perform so icy and Jeezy couldn't make it, which I guess Jeezy said on um Sway in the Morning, like some years later, it was like, Yeah, I had surge I had surgery on my throat. And so I was like, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't. You know what's so sad? Yeah. I actually remembered it. I remembered it. Yeah. Like Gucci was legit mad. Like he was pissed. He wasn't mad. He was, I'm sorry, he was pissed. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really. Dude. Because Jesus was like, I don't know if he thought I was lying or not. He's like, but I really <laughs> had just had surgery, so I could not perform. Yeah, yeah. Gucci was he's like, but, he's like, but they they issues was already too far gone for he's like for, for probably Gucci it was so dumb. Like I'm like I know we're going back on memory lane on this, but it was so dumb because after that, Jeezy was every type of B word, this, and I was like. I like So Icy, too. But I wouldn't get mad if Jeezy couldn't perform it with uh, Gucci. <laughs> to the point, I'm just like, I hate him now. It's like, that's that's what the out, that's what uh, well, back then, that's what CDs are for. I can just play it at my at my home on, on my in my leisure. <laughs> at my leisure. So, yeah, the beef is, yeah, the beef is silly. The only thing that made it even sillier, it's not really silly, but it's really sad. Somebody died. 
Somebody died over this. <laughs> Somebody died over this. <laughs> Somebody died over a song that didn't belong to neither one of them. Yeah, that's what I was like. These niggas really they hate that. each other for real. <laughs> well, except for Jay Jenkins. He's mature. He drinks cappuccinos. And he makes food with his fiance. He's different now. Jay's different. <laughs> he's an adult. <laughs> he's he's an adult. I'm I'm doing TV shows and I'm mature now. <laughs> I'm gonna start reading from the same encyclopedias and dictionaries as Clifford Harris. Mm-hmm. Start talking like him, using words like indubitably and expeditiously and Instead of uninviting people, I'm going to start disinviting them because. Did you see? Did you see that uh, Ti was on 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 that on that beef shit? Well, I guess in in the uh, the comments with yeah, uh, dude, uh, Vaughn's homie, uh, six hundred breezy or whatever. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I was like, remember, I watch it. like I kind of simulcast it. I watch it on my iPad on Apple Music and then because that's the clearer stream. And then I look at like the comments on um Instagram. I was yeah, I was, so like, I, saw it. I was like, guys, these two are on stage trying to well at least Jeezy was trying to reconcile a beef and y'all in the comments like man fuck that nigga again. It was like really being at the club. <laughs> Like it was real, like bot. Look, it was real glasses being thrown and people throwing drinks on people and stuff. like it was really like, yeah. That that's why everybody's like, this is probably one of the best battles. I said, oh yeah, because you felt like you went back to an, a time where the streets were really active. I mean, like, well, here where we are, it's active now. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be because I like to be able to like walk my own streets in confidence but you know um back in them days yeah beef was real oh and you had to watch you, you had to watch your, not to hear this jeezy it's it's mo3 not mo3 when well, he kept saying mo3 was making me mad i said it's mo3 yeah. pimp it, it got it's mo3 you know i got my man mo3 i was like nigga you must not be your man <laughs> <laughs> you keep calling mo3 <laughs> I was like, it's Mo three. It's Mo three. I was like, I, I, I appreciate you for you, you giving your shoutouts and your condolences and and stuff to him. <laughs> but saying yeah, you saying the man name wrong. <laughs> if Boosie was in a better health, he would have hopped on. Man, his name ain't no Mo three, man. It's Mo three, man. Like he would have went in. <laughs> Respect my dog, man. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, it would have been a different situation, but no, nah, like, that's the thing that, like I said, if everybody's like, well, Jeezy won easily, of course mm-hmm. he did, because the, Gu- the Gucci that we wanted, we couldn't get. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how did you rank the, the battle overall? Pretty much, if it wasn't Steady Mob and Bricks, Truth. He ethered that man. To me, I was like, well, you won this versus battle, but Gucci won the war, buddy, because uh, <laughs> he played that 
And all you could do is say, we're supposed, like he picked that minute to society, we're supposed to be brothers. Mm. And then uh, he hit that cane and said, what you, oh, oh, you, we supposed to be brothers, huh? Are you trying to kick knowledge? Man, fuck that. <laughs> give me, <laughs> give me your uh, watch and give, and give me a double burger with cheese. And then Gucci went about his day. <laughs> he, said, we, he said, we smoking on Pookie Love tonight. And I said, they like, oh. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> he was like, you can you can send if again you want to send, if you want to send to get me. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do them just like I did Joe Home back in the box. I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, it was really like a like I I st- like I'm in the middle of my room with my hand on top of my head like <gasps> <laughs> the strippers were shocked. <laughs> they were like, oh no. <laughs> And then shout out to the DJs. The DJs didn't help either. They was back there beefing and throwing. Yeah, shots. yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Do, 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 do. I'm like, what are you doing? He, he, uh, I forgot. I don't know which one it was, but he was like, "How are you gonna play uh, a song with another another DJ's drops in it, niggas?" Yeah, that, but it was true though. It was funny. Yeah, I was like, I was like, but, these, these niggas was not helping. I was like, these niggas back there beefing each other too, like. But yeah, when Gucci took the Gucci card off, man, I got uncomfortable because he did that right after Truth. And I said, you've been standing here the whole like you could tell it was tension because like like people were saying it in the comments. But it was true. Gucci did not sit down Down the entire battle. (laughs) I said he's and I'm looking at his shoes. I'm like. Them Gucci loafers must be the most comfortable shoes in the world because you have not even attempted to sit down. Jeezy kept sitting down. But then I'm looking at him crazy, too, because he had that hot uh, fur coat on. (laughs) He had a basketball jersey on underneath. But this is the thing that nobody really noticed. When he saw that he had that Black Mafia family uh, jersey on, Gucci started laughing. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody like for people who didn't know, like like I said, this verse is, is epic for the simple fact that you got these two Negroes in the room and everybody went home alive. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> also, I, I mentioned last night on, on but yeah, he just like when he saw the jersey, he leaned and looked at his homeboys, and that's the first thing he started doing was smiling and laughing. I was like, oh, like, oh he I was like, because he kept taking his mic away from him. I'm like, oh, he was talking mad spicy. In the corner. <laughs> yeah, then I was yeah, I said last night on the episode, uh the funny thing about their fashion choices, I was like, as much as grown shit that Jeezy talk. Oh, he was dressing like back yeah, in the day. I was like, he was dressed as back in the day, but then Gucci, the one that's talking to the hood hood shit, and he was looking like he was dressed Jeezy. like Gucci like, now, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, you could tell his wife like, picked out Jeezy his clothes for him. His wife picked out his clothes, man. He, she was like, "Oh, babe, just because you going to the battle don't mean you gotta <laughs> dress like you did back in '05. You could you put on your nice little clothes." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is that Gucci, Gucci, man, that Gucci jacket was fire, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. That 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 jacket was fire." But the thing again, how you know, like no, again, we're just we're naming out like just small little details, bruh. You notice neither one of them had jewelry on? Yep. 
well, it was just a lot well, of stuff of well, just Gucci, like Gucci had jewelry because he had he had a necklace and like a yeah. Watch. Well, he took his jacket off. You saw it, yeah, but yeah. Jeezy had nothing on. I don't think he had a chain on. If, if my recollection, I don't yeah, think he had uh, like yeah. Because he he said on the Breakfast Club it was because he was like yeah he's like I don't really wear uh jewelry and, and chains no more. He was like yeah. He's like it's too much. He's like you get all tangled up and twisted. He was like, I don't really do all that no more. It was like. Like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was up to, yeah, but thank you for clarifying that because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because the pretty much when he took that jacket off, he showed his wrist and he showed all them change. So I got because right now, again, and I'm just sitting there with like my hand like on my face, like, oh my god, he said all of this after truth, he had a lapse in memory. To where he was like, oh, I'm supposed to be a chain man. He went right back to the Gucci that went to jail. <laughs> he went right because he was up there bragging. Then he talking about killing people. And I said, I thought he was gonna pull a nutty professor and his gut was about to like pop back out. <laughs> and he was gonna go right back. I'm like, he went right back to the old Gucci. <laughs> Did you have you seen the um the Boondocks thing they've been showing they were showing lately for the uh this past week? They was like this is good um new Gucci versus uh old Gucci trying to when he was trying to uh when the, the ghost was inside um oh when stink meter was inside Tom. Yeah, it's like yeah, man, like, that's what it like, felt <laughs> like. That's what it that's what it felt like. I said that I said that's all Gucci. But that's he looked like no Gucci. <laughs> I like that. Cause if you had closed your eyes, you would have saw a pot belly person with a with a baking soda chain on, <laughs> and you'd have just sat there like, man, I thought you was in jail. And then I say, you look, you see the new teeth. He dressed to the nines. And you just like, wait a minute, <laughs> this ain't yeah. coming out of your mouth. This is a dub. Somebody dubbing this man <laughs> like an anime. <laughs> and and also, I didn't think about it until I heard Jeezy talk about it on the Breakfast Club. Was they were talking about like the the way he react, like he didn't react, and he was like composing. He was like, "Yeah, I got too much to lose." I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Jeezy's like, nigga, I just got signed as a a a person at at Def Jam as a as a position. I got a TV show. I got a podcast." Like. I can't be up on this stage while now I got I got too much money I could lose if I if I'm out here like just wilding. And I was like, I was like, yeah, this nigga like nope. Even though I may want to act like a nigga right now and and bring old Jeezy out, bring out bring out young Jeezy. <laughs> I yeah. can't. I, I got too much money on the table, so I gotta. I just gotta. Cause keep Gu- my, I'm, I'm looking at Gucci. I'm these like, these you just signed out him. I'm looking at Gucci the same way, like. Did you just sign out them people? Did you just come out with a compilation? <laughs> oh, shout shout out to Enchanting, you know, from Dallas. You know, we, we played on the podcast once before. Shout out to Enchanting. Yep. That's you why know. I brought that up. <laughs> so so I again, again, because we always look. If you ain't listen, look, if you ain't if you get it this far in the episode and you ain't listen to previous episodes, especially of music impulse, you're missing out. We done had like, like I, we talked about it on Twitter. Like, this, you know what? Like, the verses, I go ahead sum it up for y'all, cause I know y'all want to hear this part. Jeezy won, but mentally, we all know who really won. Yeah, 
because yeah but <laughs> back of all if it back in your head you like gucci won that battle i said you sure did <laughs> he just it look he literally talked about killing his fondness that that's a that's a w on any day and he went look and he went home afterwards so mm-hmm. yeah that's a w yeah, but anyway um oh yeah just to kind of wrap it up because you know that's what I'm, saying. I'm about to wrap it up yeah man we can we can edit this shit i don't care um <laughs> like cut that out um <laughs> but yeah like we talked about this on twitter but it's true we've had like politicians and we've had artists that are like doing big things now mm-hmm. on our show if you are not listening to us at this point it's kind of like come on I, I've said I think I've said this before. It's borderline hate. You hate you hate no you hating on the work now. I was like uh, people hate on the work. Come on, you sleep. You sleeping, bro. Cause I've learned it's like it also depends on people's time. Like if they if they don't see us on their timeline, it's like uh, how can I really know? Cause I still get family members. They'll be like, Oh, I know you do a podcast. Man, put us in your algorithms then. Start liking. Start Googling. Just start Googling. Look, put us in the search and it just cuz. So we'll pop up a little bit more. Like, like help us out. Cause I really like when um I'm not gonna plug another man or another man's show on this because this is our stuff. But when that person brought it up, I said we really have had a lot of like like big names. Like not big, big, not like you know, we had I don't know. We ain't actually had Jeezy and Gucci on here, but the music we played on here, established artists, again, the elected official we had on our stuff actually won, even though she had no incumbent. Like, she had literally no opponent. But still, she won. She won a runoff, and then she was elected in November. So, like I said, if you weren't following us in 2020, you'd have missed out. Because 2021 finna be bananas. This is not the last Shopper Smiles of the Year. But, yeah, we had to talk about this battle because it was it was hood. But it was definitely a look inside of who most of us were yeah. Around and that who we are now. Yeah, like I said, 20-year-old shot got to look at 30-year-old shot. It was like, you were crazy. What was wrong with you? And I'm like, I know. <laughs> you wish you had that money to pay some bills right now, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> it was fun making it rain because, you know, you saw the thing. They scattering and... You drink, you dad, you dressed all nice, you know, say you iced out, you, you know, all that. But uh yeah, I wish I had that money. <laughs> but I ain't gonna like expo, but I'm gonna wait till off mic to tell you like how it really was when I went to places like yeah, it was it was crazy. But yeah, like going club hopping in the middle of the week. Man, I thought about like I like psh, I'm gonna expose us right now. We're late because we're both tired. 20-year-old me would have did this show on time. 
30 year old me was like, boy, I was tired. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> I need a nap after this, matter of fact. Hey, I told you I'm about to go get I'm about to go get my good six to eight hours after this. Ooh, I'm telling you, yeah, it changes. So yeah, that's all that battle showed me was how things were and how look how things are and how things were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all this showed me, but nah, it was a good trip down memory lane. Like I said, the only parts of the battles I didn't like when they played more contemporary stuff, like the later stuff, like the stuff that probably came out like what three or four years ago, which is something Gucci said, and I was laughing because I said, "Oh, because you just got out a few years ago, so that's mostly what you have." (laughs) (laughs) So I understand why you're like, "Why are you playing this old stuff? Why don't you play some new stuff?" But I was like, "Bro, because all you got is new stuff." But that, but you know. It is what it is. But yeah, definitely uh hope you guys liked our just random conversation. We both enjoyed the battle. That's pretty much why we did this, cause yeah, we we like both artists. I know I do for a fact. Um but yeah, Rachel Davis. Yeah. You still that dude, man. I'm, I'm i <laughs> I went from like, man, he he's okay now. He done mellowed out and everything. I was like, no, I'm back to being scared of you again. <laughs> I'm back. I'm in fear of you now. <laughs> because you I used to be like, man, if you look, I was like, Gucci man, the type of dude, like you say, excuse me. He'd probably be like, I'm gonna put a hit out on him. I'm like, he said, excuse me. I don't care. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I was like, now nah, I'm afraid. It's like, hey man, how you doing? I'm afraid to run up on Gucci. Yeah, you might have somebody. Hey, look, I might get followed home afterwards. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> he said, I still ain't changed. He still ain't changed. He said, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just in shape. I'm just in shape. Yeah, I'm just in shape, and I dress better. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, man. He said, but but here in the head, I'm still him. Ten seventeen. <laughs> Shoot, so I was like, all right then. But uh for anybody who listened to the end of this, oh no, uh, can you please remember, remember this this episode going on the, the impulse of actually oh really so coming up next is the first segment of the music impulse. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh this is my last thing I'm gonna say. Can can y'all uh help us find OJ the juice man? <laughs> help us find that brother. <laughs> I'm, I miss culinary art school. I miss uh, make the trap. Hey, I, I miss all that. Oh, oh, oh. thirty-two entertainment. I, I miss that. Bring it. Point us in the direction. <laughs> Just point us in the direction where that brother is, so we can find him. We we greatly appreciate it. Um, obviously, I can't say what I normally say that you're gonna hear my voice after the drop because there's gonna be another part of this right after. So. Starting like right now. See y'all soon. If you're looking for the next new artist, updated news, or when the next album's coming out, you need to tune in to Smiles on the Music Impulse. All right, y'all, it's your boy Smiles, and we back with another segment of the Music Impulse. On this segment right here, we got a very special guest. We got my man, Highway Yellow, Swisher House Camp. Yeah. Hi. 
How you doing, sir? Oh, man, I'm doing wonderful, man. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing real, real well. Um, so uh, you you in here in Dallas visiting for the weekend? How, how's it been so far? Uh it's been it's been cool. I say I come here all the time. I got got kids here, so I'm here. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I got I got to come to Dallas. Yeah, I got to come to Dallas. Yeah. So you you down in Houston? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've been in Houston for the first time. I went earlier this year. No, like December, and then I went for like the second time back in January. I like it down there. Yeah, it's hot down there right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to change the whole wardrobe while coming up here. <laughs> yeah, it's very different right now. Yeah, I was like, I, I like it down there. One of my, my homies from college, uh, Low from the Nautical Ruckus podcast, he lived down in Houston. So, you know, I had to go visit him earlier this year. Yeah. But it's way, way much more busier down, down there than it is in Dallas to me. Like, the traffic was just crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's messed up down there all the time. Plus, they trying to refix everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it's always jacked up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just want to talk to you for a, a few minutes. So let people know, who is Highway Yellow? Tell man. us who, who you are. Man, Highway Yellow, man. Oh, man. Name speak for itself, basically. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, I was born and raised in uh, Louisiana. Okay. A small town called Haynesville. It's like probably about an hour from Shreveport, right on the uh, Arkansas state line. Okay. Yeah, I've been there, been back and forth from there to Houston off and on all my life. So, you know, I kind of got best of both worlds. And um, like I said, man, growing off in a, from a small town, very small town, man. So it's 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 kind of hard to do anything. If you didn't play football, you really, really weren't going to make nothing. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Yeah, if you weren't really... If it wasn't football, you weren't gonna make it out of nothing. So, after a while, you had to make a move, or you weren't gonna make do nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I I moved to Houston right after high school, and that's why I took been taking music. I've been doing music forever, man. Since like fourteen, okay. uh, I've always freestyled though. Ever since I've been, ever since I've heard heard too short of Pimp C. That's all I've been. <laughs> you know that that what made me want to do it. So I've been doing that. You know I said, man, this. Man, coming from a small place is real hard, man. It's real hard. So I said I moved to Houston and things started changing, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh explain to us how, how the um Switcher House connection can can it be? Like how how'd you connect with them and get signed to them and all that? How'd that come to be? Man, I've been dealing with Watt since over ten years. Like it went from booking him to do a project for me, a couple of projects, then, you know, we actually had a, ended up with a relationship. Okay. You know, and just out the blue, actually today is exactly two years since the day he put the chains around my neck. Oh, well, congratulations, yeah, sir. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Yeah, it's been exactly two years today. It wow. just happened out the blue. Like, you know, I never really asked for anything, and, and watch just bless me with that. You know, he could have gave that to anyone, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But he gave it to me. I ran off with it. And it was like, hey, if you, you respect me and you love my, my grind and my talent enough, to, I'm going to keep car- carrying the torch, you know? Yeah, man, we're trying to, trying to bring it back. Like, I mean, I ain't going to say it went anywhere, but as far as, you know, at one point in time, Switch House was up there. You know, BT all the time, all that type of stuff. So we're trying, trying to elevate it back to that. Yeah, because I know, like, because I'm from the, the Midwest. I'm from Ohio. Oh, yeah. So, and, like, uh, I'm from Akron and, like, Cleveland area. So we would hear, like, the screw, like, like first, when I first heard, like, screw tapes and Mike Watson, I first thought it was, like, 
Cleveland area stuff just because it was real big in Cleveland. So I'm yeah. there, I never even knew it was like a Texas Southern thing like at all until I got to like high school and I was like starting to hear about you know the the Mike Jones, the Slim Thugs, the Paul Walls, and you seeing like all the tapes were like screwed by Michael Watts, little flip, yeah. you know, uh, Michael Watts screwed tapes, and it was like, oh, this is like a Texas thing. Okay, oh, yeah, this is yeah. like so. Yeah, screw man, I've been jamming screw. You know, first you had to screw the click. You know, I gotta yeah. give credit to them because if it weren't for them, man, you know, of course that wouldn't be a Swisher House or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I've been jamming screw since day one since I ever first heard it. And when Watch Them came out back in '97, '98, is I gravitated to that too. And you know, it's it's two different styles. It's the same style, but Watch did it differently. Yeah, you know. And I said I've always been a fan of both. You know and I said, I got a relationship with a lot of guys over there screwed up click as well. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, me and Watts got tight, and, you know, it got real personal and close. Like I said, me and Watts done been through a lot together, even prior to the whole Swisher House thing. So it, it's just better now for us. Yeah. So, uh, which uh, made me think of when I, when I found out we was going to uh, sit down and talk uh, with you being with Switch House, and also the fact that I, I am from the Midwest. How would you say, like, Swisher House is – like important to not only like the state of Texas but to like the music industry. Yeah, Swisher House is very important to the world. Like it's I was just in Kentucky, man, and like, you know, you wouldn't think that, you know, coming from here you wouldn't think that people would still know what Swisher House was or listen to to that kind of music. But man, this stuff is still relevant. You know what I'm saying? It just ain't just ain't nobody really like Speaking on that culture, that's why I came up with this whole album. I'm quite sure we're going to get into that as yeah. well. But that's why I came up with the whole coming down ain't dead concept. But like I said, this stuff is still relevant everywhere. So everywhere I go, like, people still, but they don't know. They 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 aware of the Mike Jones and Slim Thug and Paul Wall, Camille and all those guys, the guys yeah. that made it up to mainstream. Yeah. But they don't really know what's going on now. So that's why I feel like that's where I come in yeah, because I know uh, just from me talking to a couple people about the fact that I was interviewing, they're like, oh, snaps, you interviewing somebody from Switch House? Like, yo, oh, bro, that's yeah, it's that's still, huge. It's, like, it's still shocked, man. So, like, to this day, like I said, it's been two years today, and it still feel still feel weird, man, because like, that's what I grew up on. Yeah. You know, I used to skip school, and a lot of my mama <laughs> skipped school just to go get the mixtape. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. Hey, 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 yeah, I was in school, mom. Yeah, I was, I was there. Yeah, I skipped school just to go buy the mixtape. But back in them days, you couldn't. Like that they where I'm from, it was hard to get the actual real projects, and they was always talking through the mixtapes. Oh man, if you didn't get the real stuff, or all that kind of stuff, don't get the real. St- I mean, don't get the the fake stuff and all that. But it was only two places in my area where you could get the actual real Swisher House CDs. Yeah, and I used to skip school and go to Grambling or either Eldorado, Arkansas, just to buy just to buy mixtape when they came out with it. Yeah, because by the time you get out of school, all of them might be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. They 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 sold like crack, like for real. Like when they came out, they you weren't gonna find them. If we waited a day later, you weren't gonna find. Them. Oh man. So um, yeah. Uh, also like yeah, talk about the the single you got got. I watched the video earlier. The coming down ain't dead, and explain the whole concept of the the single and the album and all that. Man, the coming down ain't dead is basically what we talking about now. Like the culture, you know, you know, Houston, Texas as a whole. You know, they ride candy paint, they put swingers on the car, and the actual flow that was connected to that that style, like, I'm going to come down, I'm going to break them boys off, all that kind of stuff. So what I did was that, that that's what I love and grew up on, and I feel like that's, as a whole, 
I'll have people tell me all the time, oh, man, don't nobody listen to that come down type of music anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah? I said, all right. So what I did was took, I mean, as an artist, I feel like you have to adapt to what's going on today, the, the main style of rap that they're using today. So I kind of used that and put it together with that. And that's what the whole coming down ain't dead concept came from. Okay. And it's, it's actually working. It's actually working. Yeah, because I, I sent it to a few people. Like, again, I know some, being I've been here in Texas almost 10 years now. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of people was just like, when I sent it in, they're like, yeah, this this that shit. This the shit I, I, I like. This, this is what yeah, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying. trying to bump. Because, like, one of my coworkers, he's from Louisiana also. I think he's from, I think he's from Streetsport. I can't remember exactly, but. Uh, he told me before, like, he only fuck with Southern artists. He was like, if they ain't from the South, I don't fuck with them. He was like, no, I don't like no Jay-Z's. I don't like no Fabulous, no Nas's. He was like, he don't even fuck with, like, West Coast rappers. He was like, I don't, Ice Cubes and yeah. Dr. Dre. He's like, nah, if they ain't from the South, I don't fuck with them. Like, I don't, I don't see, I don't understand. I don't see how y'all like, you like them artists. Like, but, you know, the Pimp C's, UGK, you know, um, Trade of Truth, Autumn. And he was like, yeah. I fucks with them, Bootsies, yeah, yeah, Webby, yeah. Autumn. He was like, "This is what I listen to." Even like the, some of the new young dudes. He was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I fucks with the, the new young dudes from the south," but he was like, "None. They from East Coast, Midwest, West Coast, nothing." So when I told him about that, and I sent him to, he was like, "Yeah, I fucks with this." this. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, "It's just always just crazy and, and amazing to me that how like just." Being down here, people are like yeah, I really rocks with the like the the coming down movement and the southern music and just y'all like this is a a, a lifestyle that y'all really live and y'all really fucks with. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, man. The whole coming down thing, like I said. I mean, then it's then on top of that, it ain't just about the cars and then about the you know the music. It's about it's about when when you know the language we speak to each other. Me and my partners, we talking about man, man, boy, you coming down? Like it's more like looking clean, looking good. You know what I'm saying? Being positive, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's just another another term for that. Also, you know what I'm saying? So, I, like I said, I incorporated all that with the yeah. culture and with what's really going on today, and I put it all together. Yeah, I remember uh, actually one of my friends when I first went, met one of his homies when I first moved here. One of his homies came over and was just talking. I remember, like, the whole conversation. And at the end of it, I was like, I didn't understand a word your homie said. Because <laughs> that southern accent was just yeah. so thick to me. But now, like, 10 years later, I can understand everything he say. And I'm like, oh. And he used to say, like, already all the time. Like, yeah, already. I'm like, huh? What? I don't yeah, man. And they're like, you, you in Texas now, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you got to get it. So, yeah, for real. But, uh, so, um. Watching the video, I also I noticed I don't know if it was just because that's the, the fashion choice and everything. I saw you, you had the the Space Jam uh, jersey on and everything. So, are you a, a fan of LeBron James? Yeah, I, yeah, I like LeBron. Yeah, I like LeBron. He he earned my respect. He earned my respect this year with you know with winning the title and all that. But I'm I'm a KD man. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, I, I got a lot of respect for LeBron after, especially after what he did this year. Yeah, so uh, how, how you feeling about the actual Space Jam movie coming up? Because I know Man, a lot of people were like, if you're like, eh, I don't know. I think it's going to be hard. I'm ready to see it because, you know, I was a kid when the first one came out. Yeah. I'm ready to watch, I'm ready to watch it because, matter of fact, it came on the other day and I watched it, the first <laughs> Space Jam. You know, Jordan was probably, man, that was a young Jordan. Yeah. I'm ready to see it. Yeah, I remember um, watching the Jordan doc, just him talking about how they were – he would film all day long, and then afterwards, he would get with the 
same guys that he had on set along with some of the other players that was just in the city. He'd get them all together and they'd run game like two, three, four games after filming all day for like twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I'm, I'm ready to see it. I, when is it supposed to come out? Uh, it was originally supposed to come out this year, but you know, with Corona and COVID, all that. Yeah, I, I know it's pushed back to like 2021 sometime. I don't know if they have like a yeah, it's gonna be exact date it's or gonna whatever. Be, it's probably gonna be a record breaking selling movie when it comes out. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I guarantee I'm that. To see. I, don't, I, don't, I want to know, know if it's like a reboot or is it like a continuation. Like, is Buzz gonna be like, "Hey, yo, I'm back," <laughs> or, yeah, is it, yeah. or is it like, "Hey, it's Space Jam 2, but we really just like flipping it to like it's a whole new thing." So I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it is. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So, um, what else did I want to ask you? Um, you got any features on the on the album you got coming up? That you can tell us or, hey, or, or, or any dates you can give us? No, nah, Coming Down Ain't Dead is it's out right now. Oh, okay, the album out now. Okay. Yeah, it's oh, out right now. Oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, okay. I didn't know that. I know yeah, she it's had out the, right now. I know you had the single. Okay. But, yeah, I didn't, uh, as far as features for this one, I didn't want to, because at first, when I first thought about it, I said, oh, man, I get all the, the legends on here and all that. But I didn't want to do that because I didn't want people to think that, Oh, he done started this coming down ain't dead. He done had to, he had to use all these legends and, and all that. So I use my people, the people yeah. that I deal with personally. But I saved all that for the second one. Like I had I was finna put the track of, with Paw Wall, oh. at Lil Kiki, uh, Zero, a uh, couple of more, but I, I held them back. I said, I'm gonna save it for part two. It's gonna have to be a part two. The way the way this is going, it's gonna probably be a part two, three, four, whatever. Until that till it get tired. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to pop this in as soon as we we leave here. Um, also, I was gonna ask you because I saw you. Uh, what's what's the high, uh, highway uh, crew that you got? Uh, can you explain? Because he got his whole yeah. The long story short, I got, I gotta let people know because most people, this I, my name Highway Yell. I recently changed it. Probably been two years, like right before the whole Swisher House thing. Okay, I used to go by Yellow Boy, but at the time. That's when Yellow Beezer got to pop in, okay. and a couple other guys, and that was one reason. But long story short, I was happening. I was living in Miami, mm-hmm. and I ended up having to leave. So as I when I left Miami, I said, "Man, you know what? I don't feel like going back to Louisiana right now. So I'm just gonna drive." So I drove from Miami, stopped in Atlanta. I stayed there for a couple of days. Went to Memphis, stayed there a couple of days. Went to Detroit, and I finally left. So I stopped through Chicago. And um, I happened to get a Snapchat from a girl from Milwaukee. Never knew her, never talked to her, none of that. And she was like, "Man, Yellow, you need to come up here." And and man, we we man, we we fooled your music real hard, bro. I was like, "Yeah." So I looked. Up, I said, "Man, Milwaukee ain't but like an hour and a half." So I drove up there. I'm talking. It's negative ten, snow everywhere, everything. I'm in a Cadillac, yeah. but you know, Cadillac can't drive well for nothing up in that mess. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So man, I got to Milwaukee. And I thought I was dreaming because, like, they literally rolled out the red carpet for me. And when I walked in there, they was playing they was playing one of my songs that I was pushing at the time. I was like, man, how y'all know about all this? Because, you know, at, coming from where I'm from, I ain't think nobody way up here be jamming me. Yeah. I ain't had no cosign, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, we in the club drinking, and this girl tells me, oh, I'm going to start calling you Highway Yellow. I was like... <laughs> Nah, you even call me that goofy shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't think nothing of it no more. So after the club was over with, I said, man, I got to hurry up and get home to my family now. So I left right there and headed toward Louisiana. So I got to Missouri and I was pumping gas. And I started to think, you no, know, I done sobered up and everything by then. Yeah. So I'm thinking about what this girl told me. I said, man, 
I said, man, that highway yellow shit got a ring to it. He was like, that's kind of fire. I said, I, I said, I do go everywhere at any given time. And next day I know I made a couple posts on Facebook and Instagram and everybody was rocking with it. So I got a logo made and all that. And I've been rocking with it ever since. Seemed like ever since then, it was like before that moment, my career was like at a standstill. It wasn't uh-huh. doing nothing. But ever since I changed my name to Highway Yellow, it, it took off. So, you know, everyone that was around me at the time, you know what I'm saying? Like, a couple of guys ain't around. I ain't going to speak on that. But I do got Highway 3. My partner, he's from uh, Magnolia, Arkansas. Okay. He just dropped a, he just dropped a project as well. And then, you know, I got, got Tank Dog. He's on the album. And I got got young two young guys, Chris Cooley and Scrap, Highway Scrap. Like, it's... it's, it's, it's 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 crazy, man. Like I said with Highway Gang, it's it's for real. Like people respect us as that. You know, when they mm-hmm. see us, they respect that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's for real. Like they they literally could look on my Instagram or Facebook and see that I literally go everywhere, any given time. And most of the time, I be solo. I don't I don't like to fly. Yeah, I only fly if I have to. You know what I'm saying? So if I gotta be in LA and if I got a two three day window to get there, I'm driving. I ain't flying shit. <laughs> I don't like to fly, but if I, I will, if I have to though. Yeah, that sounds like my man DJ Khaled because I know he said before his son was born he didn't fly at all because he just did not rock with flying on nah. on flights. He was like before my son, I f- rode everywhere. He's like he's like I got over my fear of flying for my son just because he's like I just wanted to get hurry him get back home to my son. But he's like other than that, I would rather drive. Yeah, he, man, I'm, I'm I'm a drive. I'm not I ain't with that flying shit. Yeah, so um, I guess just to wrap it up, uh, want to say anything else and then give you like your social media and all that. Uh, all my social media is Highway Yellow. No matter what it is, you look me up on. You even you just type in Highway Yellow on Google, all everything gonna pop up. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, I encourage everybody to go get that coming down they ain't dead. Cause I promise you, man, a year from now they gonna look back and they gonna be like, damn, this boy was really t- for real about this whole coming down they ain't dead shit. And like when the concept first came up, it's crazy. Uh, I had a show with Lil Kiki in Tulsa, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It just came to my head. I think I had did an interview. I had an interview. I did an interview in Austin like a week prior to that, and and it was it was called the it was called the drunk show or some shit like that. <laughs> and you you they, you literally get drunk during the show. Oh, and so man, I got drunk on the show and I just started talking crazy. And I went back and watched that interview and I was talking about how the coming down ain't dead, coming down ain't dead. So I was in, like I said, me and Kiki had a show in Oklahoma, and I started screaming that shit, and everybody went crazy. And that's that's what uh, that's that's where it really started. But like I said, I had been wanting to put that in a form to to put out to the world. I just didn't know how. Yeah. So that coming down ain't dead. It was perfect. And when I ran it by Watts, he jumped on it real quick. Yeah. When I ran it by Watts, he jumped on it real quick, man. That's why I'm saying like I feel like music. That part of the music needs to come back to the forefront, man. Because oh, yeah. don't get me wrong, I, I I listen to a lot of the the newer stuff, man. But at the end of the day, most of it don't have no substance to it, man. It's all the same thing. Yep. And I said no disrespect to her because I jam a lot of it, but it's all the same shit. So I feel like, man, that cold coming down ain't dead. It's it's a whole different concept, man. And like I said, don't get me wrong, ain't everybody's not gonna like my shit. I know that, but for the most part of it, every most people have been rocking with it, so I'm satisfied. Yeah. All I gotta do is keep doing what I'm doing, and and eventually something gonna happen. Yep, it's bound to happen. So I appreciate you coming through. If you could just introduce your joint, we're gonna play uh, "Coming Down Ain't Dead" right after this, and then uh, we can wrap it up. Uh, man, this is this is the first 
Single for coming down Ain't dead man Produced by my dog RJ man Y'all make sure y'all Like I said man Y'all cop the coming down Ain't dead I got the hard copies man You can hit me up For the hard copies That's another thing man I'm trying to bring back I know a lot of people They don't even make vehicles With CD players now But you still got people that Willing to have the CDs Not even Even if they do go streaming They want to support and buy it Because they know That's your hard work Your yeah, blood and sweat You know what I'm saying So yeah I still push the hard copies but yeah, like I said, man, this that coming down ain't dead, man. And then one last thing I want to say about that. The the coming down ain't dead. The song you finna play now. I didn't even want that to be. I wanted that just to be the intro. Uh-huh. And it turned out to be it turned out to be a hot song. Like for real. For like I said, not that's a song I'm finna push on the radio and everything. Hey, I love I loved it. And I was like, when I heard it, I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh yeah, this joint bang right here. Yeah, man. But I just, I just had to put that out there because that's that's they said the song, one your biggest songs was going to be ones that you didn't even think would do anything. And I just wanted that to be a hard intro for the album. Yeah. And it turned out to be the song. So I said, okay, fuck it. We'll push that then. All right. All right, cool. It's your boy Smiles. I got my man Highway Yellow right here. And coming up right next is Coming Down Ain't Dead. And we'll be right back. Highway game. Highway game. It's coming down, they never die. You understand me? Uh, uh. Coming down ain't dead. Lotty just scared. Streaming done took all the bread. Pippin ain't dead. And then what PLC said, and now this shit is all up on the wheel. I gotta go fed. A yellow nigga still gonna ride red. Gotta stay two steps ahead. I ain't never scared. I done lost weight, got small, but a nigga do it big just like Spud Web. I'm, I'm, I'ma come down, I'ma come through. Yeah, I still say all of that. Yeah. Break, break the boys off, sipping codeine. Yeah, in the H-Town Almanac. Yeah. And I don't give a f when the f can say them a motherfucking culture whack. Yeah. Cause I f not be like mystical. I put the f on the track. Born and raised, born and raised in the boot. But I've been to H Town, I've been on my whole life. A lot of these these days, they too tight. Too, too player made, I can't even have a wife. But I don't give a f about that now. I had to shave back, but I'm back now. Time to go to my mama house and fix up my car. I got a pussy made it foes on the lack now. Highway yellow on my trill. Ass watch, man, it's real up in the field. Switching house, send a represent that. And I don't give a how they feel. A lot of these don't like it. I tell her how it is, like a guy psychic. Like My flow so hard, he can't tell if I went off the dome or I got the pen and pad and then tried to write it. Freestyle king, no freestyle dog. Ask your baby mama, she gon' say I go hard. Highway gang, we gon' tip down in your neighborhood, all up on your boulevard. And I'm fuck around with the fraud. A lot of these be acting like broad. Mad at me, cause I'm all in the ear. And I ain't talking about no guy mayor pause. Huh? I, I stay connected like Apple. Uh, I, I got the serpent, my snapper. Uh, I, I still be jamming at 3 in the morning and jamming at before the capital. Uh, I still be jamming at don't mess with Texas. Shout out to Kiki, that boy, that a veteran. Shout out to Micah for putting me down. Switch your house, I'm a secret weapon. Uh, now I'ma come down, I'ma come through. In the A time, to show me what to do. Some of these, they gon' ride red. Some of these, they gon' ride blue. No matter what it is, I'm with it. I got love for the city. This coming down, they gon' never die. Now I kill this beat cause RJ did it. In the streets talking about this holding, this coming down. They ain't even never seen this put together. All right, y'all. It's your boy Smiles, and we're back for another segment of the Music Impulse. On this segment, I got the lovely, amazing Kayla. How you doing? What's up, Jay? Smiles, how you been? Good, good, good. You know, just out here, just working, podcasting, you know, just trying to do big things like like you out here in the city. You're so funny. I definitely appreciate you um, including me on your podcast today. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. This is this has been long awaited. Definitely want to uh, have you on here at some point. So 
what better time than now? For real, we family. We go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but how you been doing so far? Like doing this quarantine and coronavirus and all this. How you been doing these last? Man, years? I've been doing good. I can't even lie. Um, I feel like the quarantine thing has been kind of crazy, as everyone all you know is always saying. But I just kind of just um, had the opportunity to really dig deep into my craft and kind of just kind of place myself in a different manner and start thinking differently. Um, and so everything has been going well. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, cool, cool. So, uh, have you had, like, what kind of, like, adjustments and everything have, have you had to make, like, with, you know, with work? I know uh, folks on the, uh, you're the, the owner, creator of Dallas Black Bloggers and everything. So is anything you had to, like, change and adjust? I know, like, y'all had, like, the meetups and stuff. Have you had to, had to change and adjust with anything like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, everything is so internet-based now. I I'm on the internet, but I'm not on the internet as much. So I have to do a lot more things internet-based, um, going live on Instagram, more emails are going out, um, and more meetings through Zoom are happening and more events are happening through Zoom. Um, it's just been different, but I can't, I'm not mad at it at all. I feel like we are or have been tradition or transitioning into a more internet-based society anyway so i'm not quite upset um at it but it has been it's been a, it's been a difference it's been a difference oh yeah definitely i know also i saw recently y'all y'all about to have a, a friendsgiving type thing going on what's up with this this uh dallas back Lodge, like uh friendsgiving thing i saw yeah, so the Friendsgiving is not necessarily like Thanksgiving, but it's more so like a Friendsgiving, just gathering everyone together and just really um, discussing ways to um, go over with your, you know, about your blog, meeting new bloggers, what you do, and sharing that information with each other. Um, because of the whole quarantine and um, the COVID-19 thing, um, we only are limited to a certain amount of people. So we only can have, uh, it was about nine of us that showed up um, all together. All right, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. So to kind of go back a, a little bit, uh, because you know we we known what we met through uh, Wolf Nation, Wolf Nation yes. Studios, you know, RIP to Wolf Nation. Um, <laughs> so um, you know, me, me and the guys shot Tim. We had Uncle Urban podcast when we started uh, looking around to try to figure out where we wanted to first start doing the podcast and everything. Uh, we found Wolf Nation online or whatever. Uh, connected with you and. You know, before you know, we were in studio recording and podcasts and all this. So, um, you know, we you know you did it with, with Dennis, which I actually just did an episode with um, him and Simone. And yeah, shout I, out to them. And I just learned that he was DJ Waukee because I was like, yeah, like the whole thing. <laughs> I thought DJ Waukee was a third person. I was like, I've never met this third guy. Yes. <laughs> He was like, yeah, he's like, that was by design. <laughs> yes, that's him. You know, DJ, um, DJ Dennis is such a talented person, um, to be very honest. And, you know, when we were uh, at the Wolf Nation and he was the engineer, um, and he also like helped make people help with people making beats. And I mean, all of our background music when we actually did have our podcast was all just done for him. So he's just a creative genius. And um, yeah, uh, I, I'm so glad you got both him and Simone on the, on the, um, on the podcast. I love both of them. That's family. Oh yeah. I did it for my, <laughs> my black love episode. So I was like, yes, yeah. Y'all definitely a good example of, of black love and y'all both out here doing your thing. That's the, right. So, but yeah, I was like, I definitely just found out. I was like, wow. I did not know you were DJ Walker. Like the whole time, that I thought, is funny. 
I'm like, who is this DJ Waki person that I've never met? I've only met <laughs> Kayla and Dennis. <laughs> Who's this mm. third dude? <laughs> yes, that is so funny. Yep, that's him. Uh, but yeah, uh, just wanted to go back. Uh, uh, can you speak a, a little bit, I guess, on, on the creation of Wolf Nation, I guess, from your standpoint, like how you and Dennis might know he, he said y'all met at like an event or something like that or whatever? Yeah, so Dennis and I met um, at a New Year's Eve party. Um, he was actually the bartender there. Um, by the time I got there, I think it was on like nine, maybe 10 o'clock before New Year's, you know, hit. And um, everyone was wasted. And I was like, what are you giving everyone? Because I don't know where everyone's, why everyone's so drunk right now. He was like, I'm giving them Everclear. I'm like, well, I don't want Everclear. I want that whiskey shit that's behind you. Because <laughs> I don't want to be like everyone else. And so as we were sitting there and I was just, we were just talking and watching everyone else, he um, informed me that he just moved here and that he was an engineer. And I was like, that's amazing. Or sound, he told me he was a sound engineer. I told him that was amazing because a friend and I were thinking about um, creating a podcast. Um, the reason why her and I decided to create a podcast is because we used to sit, um, we lived next to each other. She lived in building um, six, I live in building five. Mm-hmm. And we used to come over to each other's house and watch trash TV and drink wine, such as like Love and Hip Hop and Housewives of Atlanta. We used to watch all this stuff. And I'm like, I know we can do better than these girls here on TV. So we just decided to do a podcast. And then after we did the podcast, um, we did it. We started the studio because everyone said how sound, you know, how good we sounded and how, you know, mm-hmm. how crisp we were on, you know, and our, you know, just the way that we created the podcast was amazing. So then for we started with Nation. And then after we started with Nation, it just took off after that. All right. Yeah, cool. Because it seemed like everybody was recording in, in Wolf Nation. Pretty like much. Pretty much half, if not most of all the other podcasts I've met here in Dallas was because of just going through y'all. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is kind of what we wanted to do, um, or wanted how we wanted it to be, just building that community for podcasters, just in general, that were based out here in Dallas. Um, and also, you know, we had the opportunity to meet a lot of people coming through the podcast, where especially through um, people that, you know, podcasters that had guests um, come on their shows and just other family members and et cetera. And just, just listening and being involved with these amazing people, especially Dallas um, Black podcasters. That was such a thing. And you remember we created the event for like um, podcast, International Podcast yeah. Day, hosting those events and hosting yeah. the other event that we had at the beer um, place. Just, just being in community with each other. I feel like that was so necessary. And everyone connected on like a real serious and intimate like um, level. And so me and Dennis are always gonna be like so happy of that. Yeah, so I was like, I, I thought it was real dope. I was like, I loved it. I was, I was real sad when, when y'all closed up shop and everything. But, <laughs> we um, had been in shop for like two years though. So it was, it was we did it, we did it. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, y'all did y'all thing. Y'all, y'all, y'all created something. Like y'all can actually say like, hey, you know, people that's doing, out here doing things like they started here. Right, right, right. Yeah. True. Uh, so, uh, so y'all did the Wolf Nation thing. Um, I kind of went off and did your own business. So, can you explain to me how you created Dallas Black Bloggers and the inspiration behind it and all that? Yeah, for sure. So, the whole thing about Dallas Black Bloggers came about um, me transitioning myself um, as a podcaster into the blogging world. Um, Dennis had always uh, he had introduced me to a lot of media things, um, and so one of the things that he introduced me to was YouTube. Now, YouTube is just very hard 
um, to compete with because, you know, there's just so many Mm-hmm. videos and etc and if you don't if they don't know who you are that it's just kind of hard to kind of convert myself to be um you know a youtuber or like mm-hmm. highlight youtuber yeah. so he introduced me into starting a blog and i thought that was an amazing idea and so i started writing and started you know posting and, and being involved with brands um local brands in the blogging world and just things that i loved and so when I was getting deeper into the blogging community, especially out here in Dallas, the local um, Dallas um, blogging community, I noticed a lot of things. And one of the things that I noticed is that it wasn't towards Black people. It wasn't generated towards the success of Black bloggers. It wasn't um, It wasn't wel- welcoming. It wasn't warm. Um, none of that thing. I remember one event in particular, there was a group of bloggers at one table, Black bloggers at one table. And everyone else that was there was a blogger, but they did not look like us. And once you started to look around the room, you can see like these bloggers are like mega houses. They have like hundreds of thousands of followers, tens of thousands of followers. So they don't want to really introduce or rub shoulders, if you will, with like regular bloggers, if you quote unquote. And I was like, I'm I'm sick of that. And so um, I decided to start Black Bloggers that night. um, I went to the drawing table and I look at the hashtag and there were so many people that had tagged the hashtag Dallas Black Bloggers. I go to the username. There was no username. I changed it right then. I changed or created the Dallas Black Bloggers thing right then. And it's just been amazing ever since. I can't even lie. That's dope. That's smart. I love you. Like, hey, I see something that's missing because that's how a lot of these businesses should be created and are started to say, hey, I looked at the environment. I see that there, there's a hole, there's a space that can be filled up. So, and like I know you, you've been doing your thing. I know you, y'all have had a, a bunch of different events. Uh, y'all have a, a lot of uh, bloggers that hop on. I've been actually, uh, so shot actually listed like I'm trying to tell shot like, hey, you need to hook up with Kayla and Dallas Black bloggers. You're trying to get the Uncle Urban blog uh, up and popping. You need to connect with them. <laughs> right for sure. So y'all family, I got yeah. y'all. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to push him more and more. He said he said 2021 he's gonna get more into the the blog more. I was like, hey man, you got the blog. You need to hook up with other bloggers. You know, get, get yes. the name out there. So I feel but, you. So I was like, yeah. So a shot, let's the shot. I'm talking to you. You know, hook up with. <laughs> you know, like I've already told you multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so with you know. Having like Wolf Nation and Dallas Black Bloggers, I, I don't know if you work like a, a real job or whatever, but can you kind of speak on um, the importance for, I guess, for yourself and just in general of like pursuing a passion? Like, you, this is like something you've been a passion about, like from doing a podcast to starting a blog. Can you like kind of speak on, I guess, how for in your point of view, what, what's the importance of having a passion and um, and the struggles of pursuing a passion like this? Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I do have a regular job. Um, what I do now, um, is just, I have to implement time for more time for Dallas Black bloggers. Um, at the beginning stages, I would do it, you know, but now that the, um, things have changed because of COVID, um, my work schedule was before from 2 PM until 11 PM. So in the morning time, I would do everything for Dallas Black bloggers or whatever it is that I need to do. I would just relax. Um, now, 
that the time has changed since I'm working from home from 11 to eight, it's kind of pushing into my time that I've done for Dallas Black Bloggers. Yeah. But at the same time, that morning when I wake up is Dallas Black Blogger dedication until I have to go to work. Um, so the passion that I have behind it is because the value that I see that I have created for other people is kind of what keeps me going. Um, other girls or other bloggers, like they love like things that I share. They love like um, having events. They love like being involved. And that brings more and more value to Dallas Black bloggers, but also it brings more value to me to know that I'm moving in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hosting a whole community of bloggers um, or hosting any community of people is something that I've always had a passion about. Um, when we were doing Wolf Nation, I was the one who did like the gathering of the people, bringing the people in. And then when you met, you know, Dennis and I together, you saw, you know, the, the dynamic duo and how, you know, it was like he did one thing and I did the other thing, right? Not necessarily if I put no certain responsibilities on anyone, but like we came together as a mega house. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to like his role of like being the sound engineer, he killed that every single time. When it came to my role about pulling the people in, we killed it every single time, which mm-hmm. is why I, I love to do those certain events that came together with, um what would we do? Like the International Podcast Day. And then the thing that we did for at the beer, at the beer place, I think it was just what, a podcast meetup? Yeah, it was a podcast like, can you, I can I still can't believe how many freaking people came. It was almost like a hundred people that came and all we did was just posted it on, um, on, 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 on the internet. Yeah. And so that, I feel like that was the largest event that we actually did have for, um, for, um, for Wolf Nation. That's also the largest event that I've still had to this date with uh, Dallas Black Bloggers. Nothing compares to with that that podcast uh, meetup that we did. They almost had 100 people. Yeah. Um, that was amazing. That was really amazing. So just bringing the community together, bringing people together and meeting each other, because we do live in a city, the city of Dallas. There are so many creatives out here. Yes, it would be different if we right. live you know what I mean? It'd be different if we lived in like, you know what I'm saying? Like my family lives in Mississippi, you know, it'd be way different. It's like, oh, we know who so-and-so is. But like Dallas is like, people really don't know each other. We have different walks of life. And so bringing everyone together for the one common cause is that, that also makes me feel really good. That's also a passion too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah cause, Cause I know, especially like with myself working two jobs and podcasting and, because I know, like, you know, some people like quit their jobs because they're, they're pursuing that passion. And it's like, either right. way, both is, it's been a struggle because it's like, yo, this is what I love. This is what I want to make my money yeah. off of. But, you know, I got to work this day job. Or if, you, yeah. not, if you're just doing the whole entrepreneur thing, it's like, hey, I'm putting all my time into this this one thing. So I was like, I, I know just looking at you, I was like, I see, I, I thought you were doing Dallas Black Blog. I was like, um, Solo Full time. Yeah, not yeah. yet. We're we gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yes, we're gonna get there. <laughs> but, but yeah, like uh, I know, it's like it is a struggle because, like, like you said, hey, I have to work from eleven to eight, <laughs> so the other free time I got has to be pursuing what I want to do full right. time. <laughs> so. That's right. And of course, like on my Saturdays and stuff, I'm doing stuff like this. 
I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving my work area, aka my type my my dining table, until probably maybe two or three o'clock. I got stuff I got to do that I maybe you know what I'm saying. I just I'm just always doing it. And my whole thing to me, especially recently, is that I'm doing the work for first before I go out to play. So if anybody wants to like hang out or go to brunch or whatever, I'm doing whatever I need to do first, and then I'm gonna go and you know hang out and play. Yeah, it's like I, I can see y'all later. Just let me get this done. I gotta, I gotta handle all this other business first, you know. So that's right. Yeah, that's dope. Um, so, uh, just to kind of soon wrap it up, like, got any plans for twenty twenty? Oh, well, the rest of twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one with Dallas Bike Bloggers or anything else you might be working on and all that. Yeah, for the end of twenty twenty one. I mean, <laughs> look, you got me saying yeah, the same thing. <laughs> So for the end of 2020, I definitely just want to continue to build the community more and more. Um, I want to provide these last minute resources for the blogger community, such as um, having them prepare themselves for um, the holiday season. Right. Um, a lot of bloggers share their best their con their their best content during this time with brands and for their blogs, etc. I want to go ahead and make sure that that's the best opportunity. I want to provide the best options and opportunities for them to be able to advance themselves so they can finish out 2020, 2020 on a positive note. Now for 2021, I got a lot of things in the works. I'm gonna do more, more I'm gonna do more workshops. Um, you know, I already got my merch out. What yeah. which way is it? Got my merch out. Yeah. So I got my stuff. I already have most of the things together. I just feel like it's not about me right now for the end of 2020 because I want to make sure that the bloggers get as much whatever they need um, first before I do. Because come 2021, I'm going to be sharing a lot of information. Like, hey, you want to start your own blog? Cool. I got a workshop for you. Hey, you want to do this? Cool. I'm going to do this for you. So just certain things that I'm going to be sharing with them that I want them to be able to start their 2021 fresh and be a real blogger so they can start making this money. Okay. Because there are other bloggers um, who don't look like us and they make six figures. Okay. Ooh. Can you imagine? Yeah, man, that's six figures just off of doing a blog. That's yeah, yeah. They're doing it. Okay, they're doing it. Um, but I think I want to start implementing more info, uh, more information for um, just entrepreneur tips too mm -hmm. for just the the whole the family. You know, for my personal audience, mm -hmm. my personal audience is built up on Dallas Black bloggers as well as podcasters, as well as actual friends mm -hmm. that and that have turned family. So I want everyone to have the opportunity to get to the next level. This is not about me because I'm going to eat regardless. I just want to make sure that everyone else is sitting at the table with me. And if I have to create another table for everyone to sit at the table, then that's just what we're going to do. Cause I need okay. everybody. <laughs> I love that. I love that. If it's hey, if I need to make another table, we're gonna make another table. I love. We sure that. is. We yeah, sure yeah, is. Yeah. So, um, just to kind of end it off, because you know this is the the music impulse. I always gotta ask a couple music questions. So, For sure. first music question is: What's one song that you've been bumping lately that's in, been your vibe? Anything like maybe old or new that you you just been like this is like one song that you really been feeling lately. Yes. Um, I've always been obsessed with West Coast rappers. I don't think you knew that. Maybe you did, but I do love West Coast rappers. Um, the most recent song that I've been bumping is YG 
um, from this new album that he had. Yeah. It's called uh, Swag. I love that song. Is, is that the one with Chris Brown on it? I don't no, know. No, okay. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I only listened to it like one time so far. I was like, I was like, yeah. I love that album. I've been listening to that. Okay. Bumping hard. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Let's see. Oh, since you said West Coast, let me... Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm change up the other question I'm gonna have. So I, I just, this made it interesting. I was like, I was like okay. Um, <laughs> well, I also, the other song I like is, um, or, or the artist I like is Mulatto. She's based in oh, Atlanta. Yeah. She, I like yeah, her. She's been killing it lately. Every feature I see, I'm like, ooh, I was like, she is killing all these features. Yeah. This is like, I if like we were her. in quarantine, I feel like she would have more features because <laughs> she'd like to move around more and, and, and record with more people. Exactly. I love her. Yeah. Um, okay. See, West Coast. Um, you don't have to do no certain order. Um, five, uh, five of your favorite West Coast rappers. Oh Lord! No, no certain order. Okay, so obviously Nip the Great. Mm -hmm. Um, I do love YG. I like Ty Dolla Signs a lot. He does Dolla both. Sign. I love Ty Dolla Signs. Who else I like? That's West Coast. Remember Dom Kennedy? Oh yeah, my man. Like he was doing a lot lately with Hit Boy. Yes, I like him. And then that's four. So like one more. Who else? I don't really listen to Snoop Dogg. I don't really listen to Wiz Khalifa. I don't never really listen to Kendrick. I don't know. The game, maybe? No. I like the game. But no. he hasn't released anything recently, but his first yeah, album was fire. Yeah. yeah. Back in the like back in the early two thousands was fire. Yeah, I, I actually just saw yesterday. 50 Cent said that he's willing to do a versus battle against the game. Oh, Lord. He always just trying to be in the mix, 50 Cent. <laughs> yeah, because I, was, I, was, I was telling uh, one of my coworkers, because uh, we were talking about the, the Gucci, uh, Jeezy one, I was like, yeah, 50 Cent just said that after saying all that, he's willing to do a versus battle against the game. He said the only caveat is that the game can't use any songs that he's featured on. Oh, that like, is true. He was like, yeah, he's like, any song, any songs that he has that with with me on him, he can't use them. Oh, I was like, see, that's that's fifty still being petty. Petty, <laughs> still petty boots. Like, Dude, you know my first couple songs had you on them. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> of them, like, just about. Yep. I was like, I was like, I was like, this dude, fifty, like, oh yeah, we we can squash it and and come together and do this, but he can't use no songs with my voice on them. Oh Lord. So I got a question <laughs> for you then. What's up? Who won, Jeezy or Gucci? Jeezy to me, musically, Jeezy won. Mm -hmm. I'd say the same thing, but I'm definitely he. Jeezy did win, but I would say I'm one hundred percent team Gucci. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I was telling people I thought Gucci was gonna win the battle. I was like, I was like, but then I, I didn't know until afterwards. They told him ahead of time he couldn't use no mixtape stuff, which I thought about. I was like, I'm like, oh, because for all the streaming sites. They don't. They didn't have none of his. Music. They don't have it. Oh, that's so, true. That's true. So when they make the playlist to put up on the on their streaming sites, <laughs> they, they can't. They got the mixtapes. Yep. Which, which they said that's why. Um. After after he said after the battle, he was gonna drop the that Gucci mixtape, whatever, which was a collection of all his like top mixtape hits. Yes. I was, like, I was like, oh no wonder he said, hey, after the battle, this is going up uploading because a lot of songs I played tonight are gonna be on that project. All my mixtapes. I, I, like, I loved all his mixtapes. Yeah, that's. A, I was like, I was like, oh no wonder, because it was a lot of stuff that I thought he should have played that he it was didn't. On a mixtape. 
I was like, mm. oh, it was mixtape stuff, and they told him he couldn't play any mixtape stuff, and he don't really have like, he don't have a lot of album stuff on streaming sites. <laughs> Dang, 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 dang. That's okay. I'm still, I'm still Team Gucci. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely love the battle. The, the battle was great, you know. So. Was. But um, you can give you can give your social media and everything, and then we'll just wrap this up. For sure, y'all can definitely um, follow me at my personal page at Kayla Mac or One Kayla Mac. Also follow Dallas Black Bloggers. I do follow back. Be sure to check out my website and subscribe, sokayla.com, also with um, dallasblackbloggers.com. Make sure you subscribe there. We're also always hosting events. Um, if you are a business and you are looking to be um, for advertisements or anything, please reach out to me as well. We do host advertisements. Um, the Dallas Black Blogger community, honey, we they're watching. They're watching everything, and they want to be involved, and they want to support all um, businesses, including um, Black-owned businesses as well. So y'all go ahead and reach out to me, and I'll be more than happy to assist. I appreciate y'all so much. Um, thank you so much, Smiles, for having me on the uh, on the podcast today. Oh, yeah, of course. Anytime, anytime. Anything you need to get out, just let me know. We'll gladly put it out there and, and promote it and all that. We we definitely love you here at the Uncool Urban Family. <laughs> I love y'all too. Thank y'all so much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was it, y'all. This is uh, your boy Smiles. I'm here with Kayla. And that was another segment of the Music Impulse. And we out. Bye-bye. Yo, yo, yo. It's Enrico Flamingo, a.k.a. Enrico versus World, checking in for Music Impulse. All right, y'all. It's your boy Smiles. We're back for another segment of the Music Impulse. On this segment, I got my man Jaron, you know, straight straight from Bowling Green, you know, Ohio, them, them old school days. How, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, man. I'm, I'm trying to adjust like everybody is with COVID going on and trying to, you know, understand this new normal. So, yeah, I, I definitely understand that. It's like this whole virtual um, interview stuff was definitely been <laughs> new to me, but it's also been a, a, a blessing because I've been able to get a whole lot more interviews than I thought I could get just because okay. of it. Okay, yeah, they say adapt or die, man. So it's just kind of like, it's funny, man. Like years ago when it was, uh, <laughs> I saw a meme, it said years ago, pastors were saying Facebook was a devil. Da, da, da. And now you see pastors saying, check my live, you know. <laughs> yep. I was like, I, I definitely be tuning into my church uh, on Sunday mornings do, do the live. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I gotta definitely do the the, the virtual um, um, service straight from my bed. Mm-hmm. Bedside yeah, Baptist. Yeah, bedside Baptist. Because I was like, oh, service started eight thirty. I wake up like eight twenty, eight twenty-five. Just turn it, turn my phone on. I was like, all right. That I definitely love. I definitely love it. I can save gas that way. Yeah, but uh, before we got started, you were just saying uh, you got a, a book coming out. So tell us about this book uh, that you, you, you got. Uh, let's start off with, right off with that. Tell okay. us a little bit more about this. So the book is called uh, Landlording, uh, The Stepping Stone to Financial Freedom. And it's pretty much taking what could seem um, super like complicated when it comes to looking for deals or um, even financing, um, it kind of takes that, unpack it, and just kind of simplify. This is a book with a filter on there um, because there's so much information out there, right? Mm-hmm. And some people are trying to figure out, okay, which, you know, which way do I go? So when I look at myself, my peers, a lot of people that are around me, like I'm, I'm 30 years old. I'm not, I'm not sure how old you are. You're not too far behind mm-hmm. me. I know what you're saying, Andrew, but 
people in our kind of age, you know, in this age group, I feel like we're all kind of on that set. Like we're at that stage where we're young, like younger professionals, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we're establishing our career. We're trying to, you know, propel and get to the next step. We're really just taking uncomplicated uh, steps and simplifying it. And really it's, it's showing people and teaching people how to get their first deal. Because once you get that first deal, I mean, it's pretty much, I mean, I think that, that the gate is wide open. You know what I mean? And people just need to figure out what type of investor they want to be. Because when you hear the term investor or investing, it's so broad. Investing in what? Yep. You know, what is it? So for me, okay, let's just, let's just take the layers off. It's real estate, right? So mm-hmm. now then I want to, you know, focus on real estate. Um, Where do I belong in real estate, right? Am I the buy and hold investor? Am I the, the flipper? Am I the wholesaler? Am mm-hmm. I the property manager? Um, do I want to purchase a REIT? You know, the, the real estate investment trust where you just put, you know, uh, you know, nominal dollars into an account and somebody who manages it, they just have these big projects and, you know, they they try to invest your, your dollars in funds. So I think people, you know, I think people try to learn everything just so they can do, you know, anything. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's unpack a lot of that. And, and it simplifies it because it's even though I guess if you don't have any uh, properties of one of your belt or whatever the case, I feel like um, we still make it more hard than what it is. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's more so it's a, it's a chemistry and it's, and it's a mad formula that, you know, everybody can use because there's no one way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everybody is successful and giving their all in one layer. But I think when people get in trouble is that when they try to learn everything and, you know, they just kind of, okay, which way do I go now? Like I got all this information. Mm-hmm. How can I, how can I apply it? And I don't think that's the way I think, as you go along, as you like, I guess, flirt with one element of real estate, let's just say for me, like flipping, like I, I partnered on a few projects with, you know, a few guys and I figured early on, like flipping is not, that's not where I belong right now. I'm not saying that I won't do it in the future. Yeah. Myself, I'm more like a buy and hold investor. Like I understand where I'm going, right? The reason why I buy, I'm a buy and hold investor is because for one, when I buy and hold, I'm generating income, I'm generating cash flow. But on the backside of that from years now, it's generating, uh, you know, it's, it's giving you that generational wealth, right? Because most of my peers, and, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but, like, a lot of a lot of people I feel like were born with a blank canvas, right? Or, you know, they don't have their mom and dad didn't, you know, say, here's half a million, here's a million dollars, go go blow it, go figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of this in that space where it's like, all right, you know, if I don't like generational wealth, really, kind of it, it, it falls on the, on my back, you know, on my back, or you know, if you mm-hmm. got you know, siblings, you know, it, it's like it's it's us to do it, you know what I mean? So yep, that's definitely, how I'll be feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, if I don't do it, where else will it come from? Yep. So like, like I'm a buy home investor. So like, some people like they enjoy flips because they want, you know, they know they understand three or four months, they're gonna get a quick, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollars. That's 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 fine. But I think this book just pretty much simplifies and makes a lot of things that are the same complicated, uncomplicated by just choosing the formula. So okay, that's dope. That's dope. Um, I know again, like we just read literally just talked about it a few minutes ago before, but you got any <laughs> any dates for a release date and all that, or when you're trying to drop it? Yeah, so the pre-sales right now, um, right now it's available through my link um in my bio on Instagram. 
Uh, my Instagram is Jer at Jaran Ramsey, spelled J-A-R-A-N, Ramsey, R-A-M-S-E-Y. And the pre-sales start now, and it's uh, $15. Um, the book is officially going to be released on uh, January 1st of 2021. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I would like to hear from your listeners, you know, if they decide to buy it, purchase it, I would love it. I appreciate the feedback and the support. If you thought it was whack, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> any listen, any, any type of feedback. But I think I did my job and I, I gave my all in that book. And I'm pretty sure I'm planning for a second one somewhere down somewhere down the road. So okay, uh, we got to add a new a new title to you, author. You know, look <laughs> out the way. You know, now you gonna catch that bug, and you'll be like, "Hey, man, I got a whole book out." You never know what the next one might be about. It might be about like fatherhood. It might be about your life or whatever. You know. But uh, I definitely want to uh, also like uh, touch on like how, how you been doing during quarantine. Like how, how like you like your family and and also like just your business in general. How how's it been adjusting to quarantine? So family wise, it's been a, it's been a uh, it's been an adjustment, right? Uh, because you used to you know. When people, you know, wifey, she has to go to work or whatever, you know, my my son daycare or I'm out handling real estate, you know, at that point, you just had a window away from the house. Right. Just, yeah. you know, at least six to eight hours, maybe. I don't know. Away from yeah. everybody. So now you take that and it's like, all right, man, I'm seeing y'all every, you know, more more often. And then now you get those, you know, it's just too much for me reality. You know what I mean? You just. I don't know. You just it's just an adjustment period because it's like living with multiple people is not sometimes it's not easy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just as much it can be an adjustment for me. It's an adjustment for them. Like, dang, you know, he always right. I look up, he right here. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just feel and it's crazy because in this period, I'm like, man, I don't remember the dishes like just just this many dishes just piling up ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> because of you know COVID, I just did the dishes. <laughs> Why are the dishes in the sink? I just did them. <laughs> right. I was like, man, like, like, what's going on? Like, really? Like, but it's, uh, you know. You why you like, hey, you ain't got to use a new cup every time you drink something. <laughs> use that same cup. <laughs> but no, family is good. Uh, Business-wise, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people, I'm going to say this in the most humbling way, man. I think for a lot of people, uh, COVID-19 has been a huge check. And when I say that, I mean, you look at the stock market, you look at, you know, you look at real estate, man, interest rates, you know, I had a client that like in a 2.25 interest rate. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, like I had purchased a multifamily last year and my interest rate was 5.1%. So right now I'm in the stages of refinancing that. So if I refinance it from a 5.1% to less, you know, God willing, because the interest rates, they change. Mm -hmm. So, not drastically, but they change a little bit. But let's say if I do refinance that 5.1 to 2.1 or 2.25, I can save another 500 and $600 on oh. the mortgage that I have on. You know what I mean? So uh, it's it's a, it's a golden opportunity for some, but, you know, I don't want to you know, discount, you know, people who who went through, like, you know, real life stuff and, you know, either lost a loved one or opportunity, a job. Just, you know, it, it is a crisis to it, but there is a, I think it's a check to it as well. If people don't, you know, if people, if you, if you're in a stable position and you really don't look around and see what's going on, like it's a lot, it's a lot of opportunities being happening, you know, and being created. Yeah. Right now. So 
Uh, but you can't see that if you just, you know, so focused on, you know, the, the negative and, and, and the bad. So, but, uh, man, in a nutshell, man, every, everything is fine, man. Like, thank, thank you know, by the grace of God, um, COVID-19 has not really affected, you know, uh, myself, my family, my business in any, any form or fashion. So. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's that's definitely dope. So, uh, speaking because you know you got your your own business and everything, can you speak on like how? Well, I guess we'll go back a little bit. How'd you go from you know Bowling Green living in Cleveland to how'd you get here to to Dallas? How how'd y'all make the move to want to move to Dallas and all that? And then you starting your own company in real estate and all that. How'd that happen? So really, that happened. So I was working as a, a commercial underwriter uh, for this company called Cincinnati Financial. So, um. We, I, I lived in, so I'm from, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I, I moved to Cincinnati uh, with my wife and I, and uh, from there, I had another friend. He was from Cleveland, Ohio. He was another commercial underwriter. He moved to Dallas. And I remember at the time, like before that, like he would give me a, he gave me a few phone calls here and there. Like, hey man, you know, uh, you know, I got this opportunity in Dallas for you. And I just kind of threw it off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it's not the time, you know. So this time around, you know, I was getting frustrated because I've been saying, man, I want to get Ohio. Ohio is home. Love it. Yeah, I definitely feel that. You want to you wanna get away and venture out. So when he said, you know, Dallas, I'm like, man, you know what? Let's do it. Um, we almost didn't do, make it happen because at the time my wife was pregnant. So you don't want to be making too many moves. Or, yeah. And, and transition. Going on and stressing all that already. Yeah. So I had I had I had told him like I had told him no again, and then I was in the, I was in the car one day. We were actually on our way to the grocery store, and I said, "Hey, yeah, you know my my one friend, you remember, you know such and such." She like, "Yeah, like you know, he said he might have an opportunity for me, and you know, in Dallas, and you know, I just said, you know what, we are gonna wait because you know we you know we're expecting right now." Yeah, and she looked at me. She was like, "What?" She was like, "No, <laughs> do it." I'm like, you, "Are you serious?" She like, "Yes, let's do it." I'm like, that's all I needed. I got on the phone real quick. I said, you know, hey, hey, is it still, you know, are we still on? He said, yeah, it's not too late. Cool, sign me up, let's do it. Yeah, so all I, you needed was wifey's blessing. You said what? I said, yep, all you needed was wifey's blessing. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, and I started not to open my big mouth to even, like, talk about it because I felt like at that point it was just like, all right, it's not going to yeah. happen. Like, no, it, like, we do, we were expecting a baby. But mm. she was like, oh, she was on board, so... Uh, thank God, thank God we did make happy because it's been it's been a huge blessing. I, mean, I love Dallas, uh the people, uh the culture, um, you know, the opportunities here, the weather, you know, it don't to me is way better than you know living in Cleveland, man, shoveling snow and all you yeah. know. So it's just it's it's a lot, man. I, I thank God I'm with Dallas, man. It was a it was a great opportunity, definitely. So yeah, that reminds me. I actually uh texted my mom last week. I saw a picture of the Browns game and like all the how the players are like playing in the snow and everything. I sent the picture to my mom because she a Browns fan. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, the moment I forgot that I'm from Ohio and that it's actually snowing out here. She was like, yeah, you've been down there in Texas for so long, you forgot that it actually snows during this month. I was like, I totally did. And I was like, oh yeah, it's snow and stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, like, to be honest, I like I, you know, I'm I, I would think I'm used to it, but when I go back to visit. And I, I, I'm like, I'm cut, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no, definitely. Like, you know, I feel like I just got, I got spoiled down here in Dallas. That you know, I'm just like, man, like I've been, you know, I've been through that my whole life. Mom waking me up at six a.m. before she go to work, start mm -hmm. my car, show, show up in the driveway. You know, he said, hey, yeah. dad, remember? Like, 
man, I go back now. I'm like, man, I can't look. It's too cold. I'm, I'm you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I definitely been like that. I tell my mom like, nah, I'm not coming back during the winter months. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't do it. I'll come visit you any any other season, but not winter. I'm not coming to see you during the winter time. <laughs> nah, but, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, um, just wanted to, to keep it going because oh, also I was gonna touch on the fact that I was like it also might help. You know, I, I know wife has a bunch of uh, sorority sisters down here. It's like half her line. It seems like it's already down here. You said what now? I'm sorry. Oh no, I was saying I was like, I know um wifey's like half, half her sorority line is like down here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude. It's so funny, like man, it's just I feel like so many people have, you know, they have moved here, you know, for opportunity or whatever the case, you know. Um, you know, it's just I don't know, Dallas has been a blessing for for a lot of people, man. And you yeah, know, but thank you know there's a lot of people in Bowling Green, I know here. Yeah, thank God too. Like you got friends, and you know, uh, not as much family, but just friends that you can connect with, you know, um, and really enjoy yourself. And or even if we need a babysitter or something like that, you know, sometimes that come in handy. But oh, yeah. um, a lot of people that a lot of familiar faces down here, and I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope. Um, also, just to kind of keep it going, um, you know, because this is the, the the music impulse and everything, so. Any music you got currently in rotation? Any favorite albums you got from from the year so far? Ooh, from the year, oh man, man, I like I really like that Nas, man. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah that 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 Nas and Hip Boy, yeah. I, I I liked it, man. Like he, uh, like it's just funny that you you would think, man, as people, man, I heard people saying like, man, this is this is the best one, but it's just funny, man, how people when you got the right team around you. You're gifted at what you do, um, and it's just it's just like man, like is it the wine effect? You know what I mean? They said like like wine, I get better with time. Yeah, like him and like catch like him. You know, Jay of course is just like man, like man, is you ever gonna fall off? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's quality music, man. And you know, I just and then too, so I think I can't keep up with like a lot of newer artists because I feel like it's just so much like. You know, it's so much coming natural. I love music, but it's like some stuff I just, you know, it's if I get like, like 15 new artists every week. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't, you know, I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna stick to what I know because they they still been putting up quality music and this is enough. You know, this is enough. So but yeah, uh Nas, I'm gonna say who else? Um somebody else dropped something that I really just fell in love. I can't think of now. I think I had checked just 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 recently, man. I had checked out that, that two chains. Okay, yeah, I I, I listen. I gave it one one let's do so far. I like that one. Yeah, but overall, man, I think this 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 year, man, that Nas really hit me, and that single with uh with uh Jay and um uh Pharrell. Or the oh Usher. yeah, yep, yeah. yep, that one. I like that one. I that out, bro. I was waking up. That was my anthem. I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah. He like this. Like, this is me right here. <laughs> yeah, that's um, dope. Yeah. So what about you, man? Uh yeah, like the the Nas, uh Royce the Five Nine. I I love the the Royce album because that was gonna kind of like grown man music also for, for myself. Um yeah, that the Nas, the Big Sean. I've been loving the big the Big Sean album. That's been dope. Uh, I've been liking a lot of the stuff from the the Griselda guys. You know, West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, and uh Conway the Machine. I've been I've been liking a lot of their stuff. So that's kind of okay. really 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 that I've like loved. Um. 
Oh, my man, uh, Wale. Uh, he he came out with a EP earlier this year. That that's definitely been still in rotation. But other than that, it's nothing I really like. Loved, loved. But it's like it's a lot of like stuff. I'm like, okay, that was cool. I like that. I like that. But it's nothing I, I really like. Loved, loved throughout the year. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, I, was, I also was gonna ask you. Um, you know, our, we was in we was in college. You know, around that 2005, 2006 to 2000. Tennis areas, you know, and you know, uh, back to the G five days, you know, y'all y'all was doing the thing with with the parties and all that. Uh, were you able to check out the the Jeezy and Gucci Mane battle? Because you know, a lot of their music was a lot of the anthems for the, the parties back in. Bro, that's 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 all I talked about. Like I was just like, bro, like I, I feel like I'm in college right now, like because all all, all those songs, all those hits, it was like during that time period, man, and it's just like. I don't know. It, it definitely brought back some memories for real, for sure. But I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was necessary, man. Like it was it was a few things that Jeezy kind of like Jeezy really put on his grown man. Like he yeah. like he had I, I like the way he handled that. You know what I mean? If if no no true uh you know person who just is about growth or like being better can't like respect what he did. Like I, I don't know. You probably not the person for me, but like. Man, just Jeezy, just just being himself, and just the just the maturity. It was just like, 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 what are we doing? We only getting older, like, you know what I mean? He was talking about real estate, and you know, uh, you know, the fact I like the way they did that. You know, the the the, the last, you know, the last song that they had. Yeah. So I, you know, yeah, so I see. It, it was cool, you know what I mean? But that shooting the pop pop, dude. You know, what are we doing? Like he said, like yeah. man, we older man like you know so that's the part i did like you know maybe maybe gucci had something else in his mind when he thought of versus battle like man look i'm gonna you know i'm gonna not murder you literally but just like you know i'm gonna just play my diss songs and like, yeah. right, this song but that ain't the hits that we want to hear like it's, it's cool like i ain't what i mean i don't know somebody i don't know anybody who's riding around to you know gucci man's diss tracks of jeezy like yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah because could have played that Gucci go ham on the Gucci go head. I don't know. Yeah. Like, did he? I don't know if he played that, but it was just like so many hits he could have played that you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I ended up learning afterwards because uh, I watched like the Swiss beats and Timberland. Uh, a lot of it came from the fact that when he signed up for the battle, they said that he couldn't play any mixtape tracks, which uh, which also went to the fact that all the streaming services his mixtapes aren't on streaming services, so that's why they said he couldn't play. Mixtape tracks, which is oh, what, okay. I missed that. I missed, yeah. That. But I was, I'm like, oh, no wonder he couldn't do that. And they're yeah. like, yeah, they're like the reason he couldn't really get into his bag was because a lot of that stuff ain't on streaming sites, and the streaming sites want to be able to upload the, the playlist of what they play. And they're like, well, we can't play this because we don't have it on our site. So that's why right. he said, that's why he said at midnight he was dropping the, the compilation project, was filled with like, I think, like 48 of his uh best mixtape tracks or whatever which is why he dropped it at midnight so yeah. they could do the playlist and stuff i was like ah okay i was like so if y'all really would have let him really get into his bag like he wanted to he could have played a whole lot more yeah so, but but i don't say i would say that man that, that gucci has mature you know what i mean from a, a fitness standpoint i mean i assume he got you know the gucci got, yeah you know what i mean i assume he got you know uh he got a pretty penny, you know what I mean. I'm pretty sure he's smart with his investments and stuff like that. But from a, from a, uh, you know, from a showcasing standpoint, he didn't really like exempt. You know, he didn't really like show that. But 
I don't take nothing away from it. Be a street dude, he a street dude. You know what I mean? I thought, man, I thought that was a probably gonna shoot the, you know. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was a <laughs> when he played the truth. I was like, oh, the battle about to be over. <laughs> I was like, like, man. I definitely thought that, that feed was gonna get cut. That that definitely was a good one for us, man, for, for the people for sure. Um, and may, and maybe that inspired man some some dudes who really in the streets and, and really about that life. To really man say, well, you know what? Maybe I need to extend the olive branch because you know what? I got kids on board. This this or that person got kids. I don't know. You know what I mean? It it, it might have changed or you know stirred something up in the atmosphere for real street dudes to like really like say, all right, like what like what are we doing? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? So, but I def I definitely think it was needed. They need that. They need they need that uh, that Jay and Nas now, man. That's gonna really. Yeah. I was like that. That's that's the only competition I think Jay could have on the first. But I was like, it could only be Nas. No, no, the rapper. It has to be Nas. Man, like that Jay Z and Nas, dude. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna treat that like a Super Bowl, man. <laughs> a Jay Z versus Nas up. Uh, man, I'm just, have to have... I'm just imagining it right now. You know what I mean? Like that. That's gonna be a good one too, man. Yeah, might have to have a, a watch party just for the versus battle. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it's really, it's really gonna be a Super Bowl if they, if that happens. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping Swiss and Tim can can make that work. Yeah. But, uh, to kind of wrap it up, you got any any plans for the the rest of this year going into 2021? Besides, like the book and everything, any other plans you got in the works? Okay, so for the book, I think I'm a, uh, I think I'm a. It's gonna be a networking opportunity for me. I'm a really uh, set up shop. Try to you know put myself out there. Um, actually go to establishments, like partner with them um, to actually like, you know, um, educate and inspire other people. If they want to buy the book, great. If they don't, fine, you know, but I think I'm, I'm going to do that. Go to a few events, set up shop uh, from a real estate perspective. Still have, you know, first time home buyer, uh, you know, events, uh, real estate investing events. And um, really like a we we did the the uh, the home buyer brunches, but you know with COVID and people want to you know it's just some of that stuff is kind of like all right you you want to be sensitive yeah but you have to understand real estate is still a people business like and it's relationship oriented mm-hmm. um, try to survive and do your thing online but at the end of the day people want to do business with those they know like and trust yeah and you know. A part of getting to know people is, you know, having that relationship saying, you know what, you know, I feel I put my trust into this man's hands and, you know, I trust him to get the deal, the, uh, the deal done or, you know, deliver my contracts, deliver my service and just overall have my best interest at hand. So, um, shoot. so I just think that's that's kind of, you know, I'm going to keep I want to keep 2021, man, as, as simple as possible, man. Like really everything I just explained, really nothing more, nothing less, man. and uh my my physical my physical capabilities not capabilities but my physical fitness has slipped a little bit so that's one thing i'm gonna I'm you know I'm, I'm gonna turn up a notch on uh i think i'm gonna go ahead and because i i used to be like big into crossfit and things like that like the group yeah. classes man but you know personal trainers man i think i'm gonna, I'm gonna go that route try something different because for one you probably gotta have less exposure i have a strong uh I have a strong opinion about COVID yeah. I'm a, and it's real. Um, but parts of my mind say, you know, it's probably not as bad as people say it is, but you still want to take it serious because I could be asymptomatic, whatever the case. So 
Um, I think having a personal trainer is going to limit that, you know, that the exposure, you know, for, you know, just, just in general. So, but personal training, it's a pretty penny, man. You know, it's like, what? You want, you want a hundred dollars out, you know, a, a session? I, you know, I got to work on like five times a week or at least get three in, you know, that's $300 a week, you know? But I think if you see the results, man, you can't really put a price tag on your, on your health and fitness. So, um, that's one thing I'm gonna try, um, because it's necessary, man. If we don't have, you know, I think the most important piece of real estate, man, I think is your body, you yeah. know, spirit. Um, because yo, you know, at the end of the day, your body is a temple, and if you don't take care of this, man, nothing else could essentially be taken care of, man. I kind of talk about that in the book, too, man. Like a lot of people say, man, you know, no days off, man, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm grinding 365 in the leap year, man, I'm out here. Yeah, it ain't, no, it ain't all about that no more. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that grinding is fine, but this is why mental health is on the, you know, everybody's mental health is, you know, uh, lacking. This is this is why, you know, everybody's trying to do too much at once. And, you know, it just, it's, it's really making us crazy. It's like our minds are not built to be computers. And then you yep. got Instagram and social media, because sometimes we're just doing this all day. Mm-hmm. You get the and you get that notification on Sunday, like you were logged on 15 million man, hours man. during the last week. I don't think our well-being is not meant to take on everybody else's because you're gonna see because once you're scrolling, right? You see everybody's celebration, you see sadness on there, you see you're taking all these emotions in, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's contagious, like it's nothing that you can control, it's just how we were like hardwired. But anyway, I talk about that in the book, man. I just say, like, look, man, I understand, you know, people. Definitely want to, you know, uh, build their real estate. But if your real estate is not intact, man, it's not, it's not, it's not the season for you to go hard. Because if you, if your well being is off track, that might cause you to, you know, get into a bad deal or, you know, uh, you know, have 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 buyer's remorse. And that's the last mm-hmm. thing. You, that's the last thing you don't want to have because, really, man, uh, for a lot of people, buying a house is probably their the the the, the most expensive or the biggest purchase in their life. So, yeah, that, that's definitely double. I, I can't wait to check it out. I'm definitely gonna put that on, on pre order for, for sure myself. Thank um, you, man. but uh, just to end it off, you know, I'll give you social media and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Okay, so uh, just like uh, my man Smiles was saying, uh, Duran Ramsey, uh, real estate agent here in Dallas, Texas. If you guys have any real estate needs, uh, give me a shout. I can be reached at my email. It's info at duranramsey.com. So that's info at J-A-R-A-N-R-A-M-S-E-Y.com. I can be reached on uh, social medias, Facebook and uh, Instagram at Duran Ramsey. Uh, that's J-A-R-A-N-R-A-M-S-E-Y. And uh, man, just, just give me a shout. Uh, let me know what you guys think about the book. Uh, once it comes out officially, uh, pre-sales are out now. Um, tag and add me as a friend. If you have any questions about real estate, if you want to, I guess, uh, pick my brain for like a better, <clears throat> lack of a better term, um, I'm open to that as well. So, um, and I want to thank, uh, smiles definitely for having me and, uh, giving me the opportunity to, uh, to, you know, be on this platform. Oh yeah. Dope. Anytime, bro. Anytime. We just got to have you come back when, uh, the book actually drops, but you know, it's your boy Smiles. I'm here with my man Duran Ramsey, and this is another segment of the Music Impulse, and we out. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You are listening to the hip-hop Adam Scheffner, my man Smiles, 
on the Music Impulse. All right, y'all. It's your boy Smiles, and we're back for another segment of the Music Impulse. On this segment, I got my homie, my girl, Alexis Finley up in the building, returning guest. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. You know, just got off of work, you know, just doing this, this pod thing, working in pod. And how about you? Same. Uh, well, I didn't work too much today, but uh, I had a pretty good day. Got my nails done. Uh, okay. I moved recently, so I had to take a break, but now I'm back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, uh, I definitely want to talk to you about that because I know uh, we did our episode back like in February. So uh, since then, I saw that you, you've moved to Houston or you moved back to Houston. So how's that been or uh, what, what caused you want to move back to Houston and all that? Well, I've always wanted to move back to Houston. I just never really found the right timing. And honestly, COVID allowed for that to happen, even though it's, you know, such a horrible thing that's happened uh, to the world, low key. But um, yeah, I've always wanted to move back. So that allowed me the ability to be able to um, work remote. Um, But I'm enjoying being back. I got back um, October 16th and I'm pleased with the decision. I purchased my first home, so. Okay. Yeah, things are home looking home good. Here. Okay, congratulations yes. on that. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Doing big things. I want to be uh, an adult like you one day and I'll purchase my own house. It's already done. It's already done. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, you know, besides the move and everything recently, how, how else has quarantine been going for you? Quarantine was hard at first, you know, um, I'm a people person, so I love being around people, different energies, I love interacting, talking, laughing, and when it first happened, I just went kind of cold turkey, and I lived by myself, so, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the easiest situation, but my mom would uh, FaceTime me all the time, my dad and them, my cousins, and my friends, so made it through but it was really good for my health my really good for my health um i cooked food way more often it was easier to stick to my diet okay cool. a lot easier to stick to my diet uh we did virtual workouts so yeah i would say that i've grown accustomed to it and i actually kind of prefer it i can get a lot more things done and still be productive at work Hey, that, that's definitely been good. I, I just love talking to everybody, to seeing how everybody's been adjusting. Because, you know, somebody had they, some, a lot of people had their ups and downs. Some people had, like, hey, I adjusted real quick. Some people were like, yo, it's been a struggle. So it's just been definitely interesting. I know for me, working two jobs at first, the first, I guess, the, the real, when they shut down Dallas, one of my jobs, we were off for, like, I think six weeks, six or seven weeks. I, I didn't go to work, but they just – just paid us the average of whatever hours we had like the, the month before quarantine hit so that was cool those six seven weeks just not going to one job and then kind of when it kind of let up they had us going back so it's definitely been interesting i'm actually kind of hoping for another shutdown so i can be off work again and they can just pay us again to just sit at home <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's, it's been it's been it's been cool we can um so of course, like I said, uh, we met back in February. We did the in studio thing, and you were at the time promoting your your EP recovery. And I know you were already started working on Sensitive Savage. So uh, between the 
the two projects and everything like musically how would you say you've uh grown i guess from the previous project to the new project and i guess is there any difference between the two projects as, as far as you would say yeah i've definitely grown a lot um in the sense of just being consistent and resilient um there's been a lot of adversities that have come my way trying to release uh, sensitive savage because when I was working on it I was working on it very di uh, diligently uh, mm -hmm. when I actually came there to talk to discuss you know EP the EP with you recovery and you know the risk video and all of that um, then a couple months later I pretty much got ghosted for a while and uh, the producer just stopped working on my music so I had to do a whole oh, wow. new project for sensitive savage yeah I paid for everything would not send me my stuff would not finish it um you know did not refund me my money this is somebody i have not ever gotten into it with like about anything with so i have oh, no wow. idea what happened or why um but that's neither here nor there legal action will be taken so that's oh, fine but yeah, um, all that being said um it kind of built me up a little bit because this was somebody i considered as a friend and if a friend could do that to you in the music industry, they say it's a doggy industry. So I just got to be prepared. I just feel like I got stronger through this EP. And um, I ended up making better music than I would have released. Yeah. So, well, first off, I'm definitely sorry to, to hear that, especially for someone considered a friend and especially knowing that you are already working on music. You probably at least had a, at least a, a couple tracks that you probably was like, yo, I really like that. And now I can't even do it or finish it or whatever but you know hey sensitive savage is out right now you still was able to release it and like you said have the better music and everything so definitely i'm happy to, to hear that despite you know all the struggles and stuff that you had er early on with creating the project so um anything else you uh how would you say um the difference is between recovery and sensitive savage um between the two projects if you had to describe it so recovery is that stage, you know, right after the breakup, the angry, the healing phase. And then sensitive savage is kind of more of uh, stepping into your own, knowing who you are, being okay, standing alone um, if you have to, knowing your worth as a woman, but at the same time, still being strong enough to show vulnerability when needed. Okay, but yeah, still yeah. going to hold anyone in their life accountable when needed as well. So it's just about really just feeling yourself and going into beast mode. Okay, yeah, definitely. And then I know um, just from like a lot of the, the promo photos you've had and the videos and everything, you, you definitely exude the, the, uh, the sensitive savage like uh, imagery and everything from the project. So I was like, I gotta get up to you for the, the photos and videos and stuff that you've released so far. And, uh, Especially the, 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 the with the green, I, I definitely like the with the green and everything you, you had going on. Uh, y'all shot that here in Dallas, right? Uh, I forgot where Amber said it was. It was one of those. I felt the place she y'all shot it at. Yeah, um, I can't remember what it was called either. It's a it's a um, a very popular place to have photo shoots. At. I can't remember honestly, but yes, we shot everything there in Dallas. Everything was shot in Dallas. Okay, yeah, that's dope. Because I remember when she was telling me, I was like, "Oh, I, I want to definitely check out that place." Because I know she got some photos of her uh, herself in in the same spot. So 
I definitely gonna have to hit her back and figure out what the name what the name of that place is. I know. I can't believe I forgot. If I remember, I'll, I'll got you. <laughs> All right, cool. Appreciate that. So, uh, on Sister of Savage, uh, what would you say some of your your favorite tracks that you created on on the project so far? Um, I would say, I would say one of my favorites is "Can't Deny." Okay. Okay. Can't deny. I uh, can't deny it just because it that song just makes you feel good. I don't feel like it gets enough love, but you know that day will come. Um, I, I, it def- just makes I you definitely like feelings. Yeah, yeah, feelings is is a bop as well. I just feel like can't deny kind of just puts you in a good mood. If you're not in love, it makes you want to be in love. I feel like that's that track that could be from any for anybody from the ages of like twenty to you know sixty years old. That's like probably the widest range. As far as like any songs on the EP, I do love um, "Talk That" as well. Okay. Because okay, it's not okay. your your normal song form to me. It's a little different, and it's it's just coming at it from a different direction versus like all the other tracks. But yeah, honestly, it, I I love them all. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, "Talk That" definitely is uh, kind of like structure wise. It's different what you you usually used to hearing on the radio and all that. So I definitely got to get up to you for how you created that um i was gonna say um what else did i want to ask you uh, as far as sensitive savage and everything uh and you moving back to houston any plans you got for the rest of 2020 or going into 2021 with promoting the project or are you already on to the next project or recording for that so what, what's going on with that i'm gonna be um i'm gonna be doing a tiktok challenge for one of the songs coming soon I'm also going to be uh, shooting a video for Broke It that's also on Sensitive Savage EP. And I'm also working on new music with new producers as well, um, just to keep my catalog, keep building my catalog so I can always have music to put out. That's pretty much the goal, just to build my portfolio and um, keep creating content. Oh, yeah, because you you definitely got to keep doing it. I feel like definitely now in the, in the music industry you constantly just keep putting out music that's how somebody gonna hear from you because you never know when they're gonna hop on the train and finally get hip to you so it's like constantly putting out music you constantly can like be in people's ears and people are like oh oh i like this song what, what's this off of oh snap she she didn't release like two or three projects just in one year or whatever or she didn't release like 15 20 30 tracks in one year like that's you never know when somebody gonna get hip to your music and all that so yeah definitely i am i'm excited about it yeah and I'm then i also saw it. i saw earlier you you uh you on one of the brats like playlists or whatever that she got how, how was that seeing that yeah that was dope um she's actually really cool um loves helping new artists uh was definitely on her mixtape and added to her playlist and everything on Spotify. So I think that, of course, um, contributed to the, the success of Talk That. So definitely a good experience. I hope to see more things like that. Um, I think she actually, she watched the video. She actually posted it for me as well. Oh, so, wow. That's yeah, that's, that's I mean, a lot of good promo. Um, it's just a matter of time, really. I'm just trying to be in the right place at the right time or the right page at the right time, whatever it takes, pretty much. So just networking has been everything for me this year. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely very important, especially in, in the music industry, because like you said, you never you never know who could hit you up, right place, right time, and all that. So uh, I guess just to kind of wrap it up, um, just give everybody like your social media again, and then um, I know Amber, she sent me a, a few of the tracks off that she sent me talk that can't deny, and she sent me feelings also. So I'll let you choose which one you want me to play. So you just give your your, your social media, and then throw to whichever track you want me to play right after this. Okay, good. All right, so to reach me on social media, um, A Finley Music, uh, or you can type in Alexis Finley um, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, and Twitter. Also, as far as uh, streaming platforms, all streaming platforms, Alexis Finley, Sensitive Savage. Also, check out Recovery, because I feel like in order to understand Sensitive Savage, you have to listen to Recovery as well. Uh, Videos are available on YouTube. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, as far as the song I'd like you to play, um, let's go ahead and play Feelings. It's been a minute since I heard that song. All right, cool. Appreciate you coming on again. You know, returning guest, Alexis Finley. It's your boy, Smiles. We got Alexis Finley here. And here goes Feelings coming up right now. It's your boy Smiles. We back for another segment of the Music Impulse on this next segment. I got my man Zeus in the building. How you doing, sir? Yo, yo, what's going on, brother? How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, you know, just wanted to sit there and get to know you real quick, talk to you, uh, get to um, you know, let the listeners know who you are and everything. I know um, you 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 doing some uh, traveling, some some tour, a little bit of touring and, and uh, interviews this weekend. I heard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, how's it been for you? 
Man, everything been good, man. Uh, Dallas been showing a lot, a lot of love, man. I've been having an incredible time. Me and uh, Chase B out here, man. And we just moving around, promoting this Long Way From Home album, man. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Uh, well, I guess a little bit before we get started, can you uh, tell me what, what's up with this this Long Way From Home album? Let us know a little bit about that real quick. Uh, Long Way From Home is my, uh, is my album. Like I said, I go by the name of Zeus Rebel Waters, artist, songwriter uh, out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, it's, 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 it's an album that I constructed with a lot of different genres. You know what I'm saying? We got Afro pop, we got country, we got R and B, we got hip hop. And I pretty much just blended all of these elements into one and, uh, came up with long way from home. The lead single is called love. It's on all platforms right now, uh, playing on some radio stations across the country and, uh, the support's been amazing. That's dope. That's dope. Cause well, my dad actually lives in St. Louis. He's been okay. down there. Yeah, okay. I've, I actually haven't been to city, but he works for the the VA down there. He's like, uh, the, uh, I guess like the Midwest District like manager or whatever. So he goes. He he lives in St. Louis, but he he's like in Michigan a lot. He's in Ohio, Illinois, and okay, cool. a lot. But like yeah. he's he's actually, but he's like based in St. Louis. He's been down there, I think. Uh, maybe about six, seven years now. Okay, all right. So but, he, in the, he he fully in the loot in six, seven years. He'd have been all the way through there then. Yep, 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 yep. He he been down there for a minute, but because he travels so much for work, I actually haven't got down there because you never know when he gonna actually be there. But right. he 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 comes here to te- Texas a lot to visit me and my sister and my niece though. Okay, for sure. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um. I was doing my research and everything. I saw you used to be signed to to Mac Ten. Tell yeah. me about that. What was that being signed to Mac Ten? That I saw you had a, you used to have a single with with the legendary Nate Dog and all that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, being signed to Mac Ten was an amazing uh, experience, man. I, uh, he signed me. I got a chance to be out in L.A. a whole whole lot. Made a lot of good relationships out there uh, with guys, you know, that I still call my brothers to this day. Um, the record that we released was actually a song that was on my first album called Escaped Off the Chains. I used okay. to go by uh, Rucklepuff uh, previously before Zeus. I went by Rucklepuff and I had an album out um, called Escape Off the Chains. So Mac-10 heard one of the songs. He wanted to buy one of the songs and then he ended up uh, taking me off the verses. They put me like on the bridge and the hooks. They added Nate Dog to the hooks and uh, Mac-10 laid the verses, man. We flew out to L.A., we shot the video. It, it premiered on all, all the BET shows on 106 and Park. He signed me to his label, man, and the rest is history. It was it was just a beautiful opportunity. Oh, that's dope. Uh, what what was the the single? I'm, I'm definitely going to check the that single, out. Um, you can, you can you can you uh, can go on YouTube and put in "Like This" by Mac Ten, and uh, you you will see me on there. It's me, Mac Ten, and Nate Dog called "Like This." The album was a, a Hustlers Handbook. Okay, okay. I was like, once I check it out, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll probably definitely. Uh, remember, especially since you said it was on like 106 and Park, because you know I'm yeah. one of those 106 and Park kids. You know, I, I grew yes, I grew up on, on AJ and Free and all them, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, there it is. There so, it is. You know, so I'll, I'll probably definitely remember once I check it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely gotta check that out afterwards. Uh, but yeah, I did see like your name used to be uh Rucker Puff. Rucker Puff. Yeah, I used to go by um Rucker Puff. So explain the the whole name change and and all that from 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 that to Zeus. What was that all about? Um, the name changed pretty much, man. It's like at at some point, my, at some point, at some point, my life started to change, and the music started to change. So it was only right for my name to uh change with it. And then I I said I'm gonna stop saying change. I don't even want to say change because I'm still Rucker Puff, 
but it's a it's Zeus is an alter ego. Zeus is a more um is a more seasoned me. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. I always get I always get a the I always get this like if you think about how when Michael Jordan first started in the NBA, you go see the old tapes and he was ah, he was dunking on people. It was more yeah. wild. It was like in your face and it's like when I became Zeus you know what I'm saying now that I've grown and what I what I do is just more of a finesse you know what I'm saying as Jordan started getting you know what I'm saying more seasoned it was like he'll step back and do the you know what I'm saying so it's just like that's that's pretty much how I how I compare and contrast uh Rucker Puff to Zeus just a different content yeah it was uh kind of just like you know legendary Kobe R.I.P. Kobe Bryant which yep R.I.P. <laughs> Maybe want to think about because um, I saw I looked at you. Uh, you have three daughters, so I got uh, four, 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 four daughters. So mm-hmm. that also made me think about like you know how he was known as you know a girl dad and all that. So I want to definitely uh, touch on that with with you. Um, but what what does a, a girl dad mean to you, and what, what, what's it like um, uh, raising four four daughters out, out here? Um, I feel like a girl dad is just exactly what it is, man. It's just a, a father that you know i don't have nothing but girls and i don't have no sons i ain't got nothing but girls and uh raising girls is definitely difficult bro it's hard it, it has to definitely be right up there at the top three uh hardest things that i uh got going on in my life man because it's just you know if you got a son i just feel like you can discipline your son the way you want to discipline him if you you know if a belt is your thing if it's a, if it's a ugh, or hit them in the arm or whatever. I don't know, you know, and I'm yeah. not telling people that's watching, don't hit your kids. I'm not, I'm not promoting to hit your kids. Don't cancel me. But I'm just saying, like, in retrospect, you know, your daddy might hit you in your chest. He might hit you in your shoulder. He might, you know what I'm saying, just yeah. yell at you. But it's like with girls, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, you you yell at them and they just like, you know, you know, they get emotional and you like, oh shit, you can't, I can't do that. I can't you know, yell at my daughter. Like, not that I haven't yelled at my daughters before, but it's like, you know, I always have to be mindful and remember that, you know, that they're girls, that they're women, and they're not, you know, boys. And, you know, shit like that, so. Yeah, it was like, um, me and one of my coworkers actually speak on that recently, because he just got a, a baby girl, but he got two sons, and me and him was just talking about having kids, and he was like, man, he's like, just, he's like, just knowing you, Josh, man, he's like, I could just tell, he's like, you you gonna you gonna have a daughter and she's just gonna run all over you. Yeah. I was like I was like the same way with you. He was like he was like yeah man. He like he like I feel like he's like my girl my little baby girl she like a month old and I feel like she already <laughs> right, like, right. It's like she start crying and he's like I'm telling my girl like hey, no nah, give her here give her like, like I I got her like yeah yeah. He's man. like so it's a it's a beautiful thing man to have a daughter is a beautiful thing and I and I was uh blessed with four and uh hopefully you know one day you know. If it's uh man, God bless me with a son, man. I have me a little, a little Zeus, a little young Zeus or something, a little Hercules. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, Hercules out here. Hercules, Hercules. Hercules yeah. <laughs> um, but then also just doing my research, I, I saw you got this this rebel brand. What 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 is um the meaning of being a rebel? Um, a rebel for me just means just doing you, man, being you, living free. You know, you're not hurting other people. But you doing you, you being you, you living free. You don't live in a box. You know what I'm saying? You live outside the box. You think outside the box. And this is the clothing line right here. This is the brand. So you're going to see a lot of my supporters, you know, with their shirts. And they're going to have this on it and their hats and stuff like that, man. And that's what it is, man. The Rebels, the Rebel Nation. Okay, cool, cool. I love it.
And also, I, I, along with the Rebel Nation, I saw you got a bunch of different stuff. You got uh, a nonprofit. You got yeah. uh, TV shows. You got um, you know the, the the label and all that. So um, I just know the fact that you've been in the in the game a long time. You know, going back to days of Mac Ten to now mm-hmm. and everything. You you branded yourself in various different ways. Can you speak on like the, the importance of uh, branding and being an, oppor- an entrepreneur uh, out here? Um, I think that's the. I- I mean, well, okay, I don't want to say I well no, I I I'ma say that I feel like to be an entrepreneur um is for me is the way to go so that I'm never depending on anybody else to make my dream come true. Um is the simplest way that I can put it. Um we all have desires, we all have hopes, we all have things that we want to do. And I think sometimes we put those things on hold because we, you know, we waiting on the we waiting on uh we waiting on somebody else. So I think sometimes we uh we put those things on hold. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, de- definitely. Because I know I'm with the podcast and everything. Because I loud. do. He was snoring. Huh? <laughs> I was talking, bro. My bad. <laughs> Over oh. doubt. Hey, we've been beside our note. We've been work. We've been working our ass off, man. We've been uh you know city to city, and you know we we actually here in in Dallas. And uh, yeah, man. So we just, you know, we getting a couple Z's. Well, I'm doing an interview, bro. Getting a couple Z's in, but it's all good. We, you know, you know. No, oh, yeah, de- yeah, definitely gonna understand that because I, I work two jobs and do the podcast and everything. Yeah. So yeah, I, well, like yeah, well, like I said, it's like you know, I'm trying to do my home like branding stuff that I, uh, I do. This is actually my third podcast. That oh I wow, do. okay. Uh, we got the the Uncle Urban um, main brand podcast, and then I do this offshoot one, the Music Impulse, which I do like more of the one on one interviews that I like to do. And then I got with one of my co-hosts from the Uncle Urban. Me and him do another podcast called Shot versus Smiles, which is me and him just go back and forth on different topics that we may agree or disagree on and stuff like that. But you know, I definitely understand all that. You know, staying busy and branding and yeah, being an entrepreneur and all that. So. Yeah, um, a, little, a little nap in, the, in between, not sleeping, just napping, you know? Yeah, I was like, I, I tell people during the week, I get maybe four hours of sleep a night. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's like the weekend is when I really get most of my sleep <laughs> sleep mm-hmm. in. For sure. Yeah, but um, also you said you got the, the single love that you're working on and you're promoting and all that. So uh, speak on the single. Tell us about the single. Um, love is a real dope record, man. It's um, it, 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 it's a it's an up, upbeat you know, club record. Um, we're getting a lot of love on that song, love. <laughs> uh, getting love in St. Louis on the record. Uh, Tyler, Texas is playing a record. A couple cities in North Carolina, South Carolina, Chicago's playing a record. So, you know, whatever, whatever, and whoever, man, that want to support, come on and support. The video is on YouTube. The video is banging. Um, you just Google or, or go on YouTube and search Zeus and uh, put in love, L-U-V. Uh, it'll come up. And then we also got a reality show that we're working on called I Need Love. And the show is just basically um, based on me um, trying to find love with me being a single single man out here uh, just looking for a partner. And uh, we're going we gonna to start the show uh, probably in about two weeks once okay. uh, Thanksgiving is over. And then we'll be airing it on YouTube. Uh, that'll be coming out in February. The whole month of February, we'll be playing all the episodes. Okay, ladies, is that yeah. any ladies that's listening to this episode right now? Definitely looking to sign up for that and all that. Um, let's feel okay. They made me want to think of some more questions. Uh, speaking of that, since you got a reality show, anything, any specific like criteria or like things about a, a lady that you know you, you're looking for? Um, 
Well, for me, you know, I'm just always looking for uh, to be in a relationship with somebody that's understanding of what I do. Um, somebody that understand, well, understanding what I do, I was, we'll just, just leave it at the premise of that. And, you know, obviously, uh, a, a, a woman or, you know, that's going to get out there and grind with me, shit. If I be like, hey, baby, you know, we finna go pass off flyers for the concert. I want her to be like, shit, come on, baby, I'm with you. I'm finna pass off flyers too. What's up? You know what I mean? You know, you know, somebody that's, that's going to support my dreams, man. I, and I'm going to support them too. So, that's that's what I'm looking for, but I but it's gonna be really left up to my daughters, man. My daughters are gonna be interviewing okay. all these women, and uh, you know I I can't get y'all too much, man. But it's gonna be dope, man. So you gotta make sure you tune in, stay tuned to the whole little situation. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this, especially since you're gonna have the the the, the daughters involved and all yeah. that. You know, they're a big part of your life, so you know, sure. anybody that's trying to be a part of your life gotta know they come with it. <laughs> Facts, bro. Yeah, so um. To keep keep going with the the, mu- the music uh thing because you know with the music impulse I like to kind of end it off with some um music questions. So any other favorite artists you you got out here right now or favorite artists of all time that you like to listen to when you getting in your mood and your your vibe and all that? Um, I like Post Malone. I would say he's one of my favorite. Bruno Mars, um, The Weeknd. I like Young Dolph. Um, let me see who else. I always stop right there and then forget. And then I, I like like um nostalgic and you know, uh groups. I like like Journey. It's an eighties band, you know, called mm-hmm. Journey. I listen to Journey. I listen to uh Teddy Pendergrass. I listen I listen to a lot of different stuff, man. You know what I mean? All the way across the board. So like from eighties rock all the way to Gucci Mane. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, because hey, like you said, that's what the album's gonna be based off of this, yeah. all, all the your different flavors. Because uh, yes, sir. I thought you said it, it's like a gumbo, so you know, gumbo, yeah. gumbo music, man. That's what we coined in that term, gumbo music. All the artists out there that's listening, every every artist in the world. If you feel like you're not in a box, if you feel like you got music that uh that's for everybody, if you feel like you make all different kinds of music, not just one, then you're doing gumbo music, and that's what we that's what we doing it. We calling it that. So make sure you hashtag gumbo music. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure, for sure. Uh, what about, okay, I know during this year we, we've had some some albums drop, a, a lot of people dropping music. Any favorite albums that you can speak on specifically that you, you really been um, vibing to for the year? Uh, hmm. Long Way From Home, my album. Okay, okay. Definitely, definitely, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm going to go with that one. Uh, definitely you got to make sure that you, you you say that your your album is your favorite of the year yeah um i guess also to kind of uh end it off you got any plans for the 2021 coming up uh 2021 is gonna be crazy man we just gonna be pushing real hard i'll be pushing my uh my label i'll be pushing a long way from home album pushing more videos from a long way from home um working on a film uh got a couple movies that we're gonna work on working on more content tv shows reality shows um should be uh should be acting in a movie that's coming up we should be that we're gonna be doing some filming out in la so you know i'm like everybody else man i'm just kind of waiting on the COVID to pass you know so we can um because we're traveling now but we want to travel at a more high level you know what i'm saying at a more consistent level so COVID is kind of hurting that due to um venues closing down and all these different restrictions but once the COVID is over, man, it's full speed ahead. And then if the COVID is not going to ever be over, we'll just adjust and it's still be full speed ahead. So either way it goes, 2021 is the takeover. Born Ready Records. All right. That's dope for sure, for sure. Um, 
So if you could just you know um, give your social medias, how people can find you, how to find your music, and then if you can introduce the single Love, we're going to play that right after the interview. Okay, it's all good, man. I go by the name of Zeus Rebel Waters, straight from St. Louis, Missouri. You can follow me on all platforms, on all social media platforms, at Zeus Rebel Waters. That's Z-E-U-S, Rebel, R-E-B-E-L. Waters, like the water you drink. Long way from home, available on all platforms right now. This is the new single. It's called Love. Zeus. All right, it's your boy Smiles. I'm with my man yeah, Zeus, yeah, and yeah. here go the new single, Love. Yeah.
What up, y'all? It's your boy Smiles. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Music Impulse. Follow the page at Music Impulse on Twitter and Instagram. That's M U S I C M P U L S E. And don't forget to follow the Facebook page as well. And don't forget to follow the Uncle Urban Podcast main page at Uncle Urban Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at JW Smiles. As well as don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Google Play, and Spreaker. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Music Impulse. Your boy Smiles, and I'm out.